Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 135 of the Clockwork Cantina. I'm one of your hosts, Josh902, and this is the other host of this show. I'm DT3. What's going on, everybody? What's up? Hi, guys. How are you doing out there today's? Today's show, we're going to be doing She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power in the second half. So I just want to go ahead and let you know that's what we're doing in today's show. If you're here, you probably already know that. So that'll be the second half. As usual, we will have gaming news, television news, and movie news, as well as what we've been up to the past week. Also, 135 episodes. Goddamn. You know? Like, every, 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 like, show that we do, I'm just like... Bro, we've done so much, and we're going to keep doing so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope everybody out there is having a good week, has had a good past week. I uh, hope you all got up to some cool stuff. Let us know in the chat if you have, or in the YouTube comments if you're watching this later, or listening and on the MP3, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, let's just go ahead and hop right into it. DT3, what have you been up to the past week? Hello, Val in the chat. How are you? So, uh, what I've been up to the past week is, uh, not a whole lot besides playing the current rotation of games that I have and nothing too exciting. I was looking into, uh, actually funny last night, we're going to be having a, uh, a Halloween episode. We are. Uh, in, in two weeks. Because it's going to be Halloween in two weeks. And I was just confer- you know, trying to confirm with our guests and all that. And I was like, you know what? I, I got to figure out like what I'm going to do for Halloween this year. Like like costume-wise, man. So I was kind of looking into my costume last night a little bit. And and earlier today. And I, and I kind of got to, you know figure out really like like I, I i i think i know what i'm gonna do i just gotta like see what 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 stuff i have and what stuff i can maybe get you know that that won't be too you know too too crazy but no it should be, it should be good i think i think it'll turn out good if i can make it happen the way that i that i see it you know envisioned in my my head mm-hmm. um but uh yeah I'm, I'm 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 excited for that now and then apart from that uh, I've been playing uh, games like I said, Fortnite, Overwatch Two, Rogue Company. Uh, oh, tried the Dark Tide beta. That's one thing that I got to try was the Dark Tide beta. Played that for a couple of days. I think it ended yesterday. It was only for the weekend. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, that was uh, pretty. It was pretty fun. Um, and what else uh watched a couple movies i watched uh candy man 2021 the one that came out last year that was um it was pretty good uh i enjoyed it um i i feel like i need to go back and watch the original because either i haven't seen the original or it's been so long that I forgot about it, but they have some, they have cool, the way they tie it into the old one is, is, is just interesting, but, or, or mm-hmm. not interesting, but it's cool. It's just, it's a cool, how the way they do it. But anyway, um, so yeah, watch that. We watched, uh, the newest, uh, movie of the Halloween franchise, Halloween ends. And 
I have said a lot about this movie the past since we, you know, two days since we watched it. The only thing I'm going to say now is thank goodness it's ended. <laughs> Halloween needs to stay ended for a while because, man, the past two movies, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, not a fan, dude. Not a fan. I know there's people out there who like it and enjoy it. I didn't didn't work for me, man, which is so crazy considering I thought Halloween 2018 was pretty awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. And then you just go, like, wa- watch these two other ones, and you're like, man, how did the quality drop so much? At least for me. I know, again, I know people out there like them, but I just, they don't work for me, man. If they work for you, I, I, hey, hey, I'm glad it worked for you. We need a new Freddy movie. I agree with that. Yeah. I haven't had one of those in a, in a, in a while. But yeah, watch that. Uh, what else? Um, I've been trying to read more comics on Marvel Unlimited, but I kind of was I didn't have I didn't read as much this this past week as I did before. Uh, obviously watched the latest episode of Andor, and then finally for me, I finally after a few months of playing it, I finally beat fucking Elden Ring. And it's it's crazy to me because it feels like you just started it to me, and it's already and it has it's like you already you've already beaten it and it and it, and you haven't just started it. It's been like fucking been months now. It's been a couple months. That's all. That's what I was gonna say. Like hell, dude, I've been playing that game for me. It's felt like forever, dude. Like it's been. <laughs> I have like a total of like ninety something hours in the game. Hell yeah! Like let me see. I have like. 95.2 is what it says on Steam. So so that yeah, I've been playing that I I played that game a lot. And yeah, I'm 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 glad I finally played it, got through it. Videos are going up on YouTube if you want to see the playthrough. There was a good chunk of stuff that I did off stream, but which you know, obviously no one can see now cuz I didn't stream it, but the vast majority of of the of those things uh that are important are in that. So you want to check out my playthrough. It's going up on YouTube. Check it out, uh. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad and 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 yeah, we finally, finally made it through Elden Ring, and I can finally now play some some horror slash spoopy scary games. Now that we're in October, man, because I've been stuck on that game for like I said for a few months, dude. And I'm like, it's October, dude. I need to play some other shit, bro. Like, but no, nah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. It was a good game, but I'm glad it's over now because I can move on to other things, you know. Cause I I feel like for me I don't know how I don't know if the, like for anybody else feels this way but like for me whenever I play a game for too long like that I'm like okay I'm having a lot of fun with it it's it's a good game I enjoy it but at a certain point you're like this is this is this is too long like I I need to, I need to go on I need to move on to something else you know what I mean so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what it felt like for me again I enjoyed it really liked it had fun with the game but. You know, there comes a time where you gotta, you gotta move on to other things, man. There's there's other stuff to play, bro. There's a, there's a lot of, lot a lot of games out there, and and not not a lot of time, dude. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically how it went. And yeah, like I said, I'm just excited to move on to uh, you know, other other games that I'll be playing here soon on stream. So stay tuned for that. That's my been that's been my week, Josh. So, hell yeah, baby. What 
have you been up to? All right. Before we get started with my week, I'm just going to let you guys know, by the time that we're done with this show, I will have been awake for 24 hours. So if I'm a little puddle-brained in the middle of this show at all, I have not an excuse, just an explanation of why that is. But uh, what I've been up to the past week, I have played The Division 2. Uh, I don't I don't think I need to go on about how I'm enjoying the division two. I've just been having fun playing it, so I'm still playing it. We'll keep probably playing it. I uh watched Andor, uh the newest episode of that, which we will be doing a show on in the future. Halloween ends. It was okay. It didn't blow my socks away. I didn't think it was as bad as the last movie. It still I don't think was good. It was just okay. Uh it, uh yeah, I'm not going to say a lot on that, to be honest, because it's, it's just, it was, eh. Eh. Um, weight loss update, guys. It is, we weighed in yesterday, and I'm keeping you guys up to date on that stuff as we, as we go on this journey together, hopefully. Um, and yesterday we weighed in, and we lost four pounds this past week. Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yes, it is crazy after... Stuff. After a couple of it, it does that like right when we talk about weight loss is like you'll go a week or two won't lose much if anything and then you will just lose a bunch uh, for some reason it, it's, our bodies are weird man bodies are weird but um, yeah we lost four pounds um, and I've lost I think twenty nine point eight pounds so hopefully That's by the good, next man. podcast. We'll be at thirty pounds lost, and and think about that. Thirty pounds is a lot. It's like that's carrying good, a, yeah. no, that's, it's like that's carrying crazy, a small dude. dog with you everywhere you go, right? Like if you think about I'd, it. Shit, I'd love to lose <laughs> thirty pounds, man. That'd be good. Yeah, yep, yep. You just kind of gotta find what works for you, and not beat yourself up when you fail. Because I'll tell you right now, guys. Daniel knows. DT knows. This past week, in the middle of the week, I ate a Krispy Kreme donut, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> All right. And, and I felt guilty about it. And I and then I just, you know what? I let it go. You're going to stumble. Like I told you, man. You're going to fall. It happens. And you only got you only you only ate one. It's not like you were like, yo, let me get like three of these. You know, you, you got one. You, you 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 stopped yourself. You had the discipline to be like, OK, you know, you you, you, you fell into the temptation. But you're like, that's it. One and done. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, it's all good, man. Like. You still, you still, despite that, still lost a, you know, some more pounds this week. So, hey, man, you're honestly, you're, you're doing, you're doing great, man. Like, like, it, I appreciate it, almost you thirty that. pounds so far. That's that's awesome, man. Like, legit. Like, that's that's some. And stuff, I, dude. I like talking about it on here, just in case anybody out there might possibly get inspired by me. Like, I'm, I know I ain't like yeah. follow me on this path and journey, nah, man. But if you if you watch this and seems like. I'll be honest with you guys. I've been a big dude since I was like a fucking kid, like no joke. Like, but it's going to be interesting to like go back and and find the moment where Mr. 902 turns into skinny jeans. You know what I mean? Because we're going to get to that point eventually <laughs> where it's going to be like, because I ain't stopping. All right. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep I'm, if anything, I'm going to work fucking harder because we're going to start working out here pretty soon. We're not doing the workout stuff really yet. It's mostly the diet because you can't outwork a bad diet. You can only work, you know, you got to work with a good diet. So I haven't started yeah. the workout stuff yet. 
But we, we're gonna do that. When we start doing that, that'll be the next little phase. But right now, we're just dropping some poundage. We're gonna get to a nice, comfortable spot. We're gonna start working out. And it's, it's, you guys are gonna see it. It's gonna be on the cameras. Every week, you're getting the update, good or bad. You're gonna get my failures, good or bad, you know, and, and my successes too, because it's important to document that thing, those things, I feel like, so. Uh, that's the weight loss update. Um, and the last thing is this morning, because I, I haven't slept, I, I just, you know, I, anybody that knows me knows I don't sleep. I'm an insomniac most of the time. And, um, and it's 10 times worse since the gas company has started digging and all that stuff. Like, they just wake me up. Uh, anyway. And it's probably why my sleep schedule is so boned right now. Um, but the, 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 the thing I did this morning is I moved all my stuff from the old workshop to the new workshop. So, it is... Anybody that's been following the dice stuff is I haven't been... I haven't made any dice in, like, a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. It's crazy. I haven't done much. Because we were kind of tearing a, the old man, my dad was tearing long? apart. Crazy. It feels, I think, something like that, like close to it. Um, and uh, he was tearing apart the old workshop. He's like, we're going to use this new one. It'll be bigger. We'll have more space. If you're on my Snapchat, you already saw photos. I need to take photos and just post them on the Discord so people can see. Since I moved into the new space, I moved all my stuff out. I organized it more. I have shelving. I mean, it, it's look, it doesn't look fancy. It's a, you know, it just it looks like a fucking workshop, to, man. As long as no. it works, right? It's comfortable and I have space. And those are the two most important freaking things. Um, so, yeah, I'll take some photos of that. I'll put them on the discord. Maybe I'll put them on, on the Twitter. I may put them up on the shop. Um, but there's a few good things out of it. Uh, besides the more space and stuff like that is like I can actually run Internet to this fucking new workshop easier so you know we might do some workshop streams you know that might happen that might be a thing yeah you might get you guys might get to watch me sand and and paint some dice um it'll probably be like quiet streams with like some lo-fi music in the background because i can't talk with the mask on you got to have the mask on to protect yourself yeah. when you're sanding but when i'm painting yeah. i don't need it and i can talk but you know guys that might be a thing that we might do in the future I don't know. It could be cool. Why not? I kind of, I kind of need to get like a little laptop or something, or or just I, it doesn't have to be like super fancy, just enough to be able to stream and and like show a picture. Um, yeah, for sure. But but yeah, those are kind of like the things I've been up to the past week. Not a lot. I haven't read anymore. A lot of what I've been doing is sleeping and just hanging out in Discord with the homies and and bonding. It's kind of what I've uh, what I've been been doing. For the most part and that stuff like you can't really put in the what have you been up to in the past week because it's just the normal everyday stuff that we talk about so right uh that's what i've been up to my main man if we're ready to roll we can move on Good. to the gaming news Let's move on to the news because we move got some this week swap we our screens over sure all right let's hit it what do we got up first first up first thing we got this week is uh we have some new pokemon scarlet and violet uh information we got a little new trailer talking about one of the new uh gym leaders this is for the electro or electric type uh gym leader 
Iono, which is the electric uh, type gym leader of Levincia, the most popular uh, streamer in the Paldian region. So let's go ahead and check this trailer, this little trailer out. It's three minutes long. And yeah, we'll see what they uh, what they got for us here with this one, huh? All right, let's have a look, see at it, shall we? Right. I am ready. Ready? All right, three, two, one, go. Are you ready, DT? We're gonna be you're gonna be uh battling streamers now, dude, in Pokemon. Iono. A streamer and influencer, dude. Such a mod such a modern Pokemon gym leader, huh? Right. What's up with her teeth? She's sharp she got, like things and shit. Yeah. So she can bite you. Crazy. She's watching the latest episode of House of the Dragon. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> I'm a bit of a celebrity. Yeah. For you. For you. <laughs> Oh, man. It's very Japanese, also. It, it so is. I'm gonna describe my partner, Poke Pal, to you. And you've gotta guess what Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? Obviously, obviously, Jacket thing she's wearing, fucking super long hair that's colored both blue and pink. That's and not even like a, a regular jacket, bag. bro. She's a she escaped insane asylum. She's just a straight jacket. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I guess. I mean, there, there it is. That's that's the electric gym leader, uh, Iono of Levincia. 
and one of the <laughs> and and the most popular streamer in the Paldian region. Uh, uh, you know, just so you guys know, that was very uh, Japanese. Very, very Japanese. Uh, she has Colgate Kun's well, uh, hairstyle though. Colgate Kun, yeah. <laughs> you won't you won't have to wait too long to meet this supercharged streamer because uh, the game releases next month on November eighteenth. So it's less. So it's a month away, man. Oh boy, that yeah, She's, that was she. She definitely got more energy than I do. That's Zoomer energy right there. Oh, I mean. Yeah, dude, she's she's, she's got to have energy. She's she's a, she's a, she's a she's a streamer, bro. She's, she's got to have all the all, all the hype. But anyway, that's that's a little bit more on Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. Uh, I didn't know what the hell we we're gonna watch there, but hey, that's uh, you know, that's that's what it is. What it is. That's that's what it was. Very very interesting. I I don't know if they've been doing that with any of the other uh gym leaders at all, but. They did it for that one. I don't know. Uh, next up, we have a new D and D game, uh, a new triple A, a triple A D and D game rather, coming from the Dark Alliance Studio. Uh, the developer also gets a new name. They are now known as Invoke Studios. So, uh, Invoke Studios is a new name for. Uh, D&D Dark Alliance developer Took Games, and it's working on a new major D&D game. D&D publisher Wizards of the Coast, which bought the studio in 2019, announced a rebrand in a press release and said that the studio was currently working on a AAA game derived from the Dungeons & Dragons universe and developed on the Unreal 5 engine. The studio, led by Dominic Huey, a 20-year Ubisoft veteran who rose through the ranks on the technical side before becoming a senior producer on the first two Watch Dogs games, Way joined the studio in 2021, just before it shipped Dark Alliance. It sounds, though, as Wizards of the Coast has ambitions for the studio and its next game that go beyond what it achieved with Dark Alliance. A rough but comforting co-op action role-playing game. The plan is for Invoke to staff up, to staff up from its current team size of 80 to more than 200 employees by 2025 to realize the studio's full vision, according to the press release. There's no word on what form this game will take, although an open-world fantasy RPG in the mold of The Witcher or The Dragon Age seems a safe bet. The Montreal development, communi- the Montreal development community, including, of course, Gwei himself, has plenty of experience making this kind of game at Ubisoft Montreal and other studios. So, yeah, they're making another, another big D&D game, Josh. Here you go. Yeah, that's Let's cool. How, it's cool that they're doing out. it. Uh, Dark Alliance was not very well received when it came out. It was not very good from what I remember. I played it and wasn't really crazy over it. I played it on Game Pass, which thank you, Xbox, for for sparing me actually paying money for Dark Alliance because it was a very bad game, in my opinion. Um, But uh, what's really interesting here, more than they're making one, I believe I read an article that Wizards of the Coast wants like a D&D game like every year. They want a D&D type game every year. And they are getting big into into video game expansion now. So that's that's interesting. Um hope uh hope whatever they come out with is great cuz I don't want to waste my time on shit. Um 
you know, with repetitive right. lines like "Evil dies tonight" and shit like oh, that. God. I don't want that. Oh no. Um. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. A lot of D and D news coming around lately, huh? Yeah, and that's not all. We got some more D and D news coming later, which we'll oh. talk about as well. But uh, that's it for this one, though. Uh, so we can move on over to the next thing, which is that The Rock is getting another Fortnite skin because he's he's already in the game as the foundation, but this time they're bringing in Black Adam himself over to Fortnite. Uh. It's coming on the 20th. Uh, so that is going to be on Thursday. So this Thursday, they're bringing Black Adam over to the shop, uh, the Fortnite shop. He's going to be having a pickaxe, which is Hawkman's mace. He has a uh, black bling, the costume, probably going to have a couple, couple uh, styles along with the skin. And then he's got an emote of like him sitting down on the throne. They got a cool little image here with everything put together. And it looks pretty cool. Uh I imagine, yeah, there there it is. The one that Josh threw up. That's the one I'm talking about. The cool, cool little image there with you see everything. You got the pickaxe, you got the emote, the back bling, and the skin. And I'm and of course, and they probably have other styles, like I said, like one with him with the hood on and the cloak and all that. But yeah, pretty cool. I, I imagine it, it it wasn't very hard for them to to come to do this one since they already had the foundation in the game. So you already have the rock's head, you know, or face, you know, model mm-hmm. in the game. So pretty pretty easy one for them it's, to do. It's cool. Makes sense to bring in another DC skin because there's not many of those. So yeah, pretty cool. I'm I, I'm sure DT is can back me up here when I say because I want to put this out in the universe. Give us Doctor Fate. Please yes. give us oh Dr. God, Fate. Dude. Come on. I, if if they brought Dr. Fate, that'd be, I, I'd be way. You guys know that every time we talk about the Black Adam movie, I know it's called the Black Adam movie, but I'm way more excited for Dr. Fate than I am for, for Black Adam. Like I just, if they brought in Dr. Fate into the game, that'd be like a, an immediate one for me. Hell yeah, dude. That'd be awesome. I feel like he'd fit. Like he could do a cool magic-y emo, right? Oh, yeah. He's got a helmet. You could have a helmet version, non-helmet version. Uh, per, per easy back bling, you could do uh, his symbol and stuff. Uh, probably an easy melee weapon. My brain is mush right now. But, yeah. Fucking Black Adam's cool. I'm glad they're doing this in the game. It's easy to do because of the rock. But Dr. Fate's where it's at, baby. Come on. Give it to us. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. Uh, and also, speaking of Fortnite, tomorrow, Fortnite Mares begins. So there's going to be another update, and hopefully we get a bunch of cool stuff from that as well. I'm excited. Um, so that'll be that'll be very fun. Uh, check out. Uh, moving on to the next piece of news we got here is that there... Multiverses is getting a new patch and they're adding uh, Stripe from the Gremlins into the battle. We talked about him being one of the characters that they're going to be adding into the game before. So they're bringing him in finally now. And uh, 
There's a little uh, video to go along with it, Josh. The little little Twitter one there. Let's check it out. I have throw that up. It's only it's only thirty seconds long, so you can check it out. Three, two, one, go. There you have it. Uh, pretty cool, pretty cool little video. Um, so there's a new, so the new patch include a new map, a new fighter, and some fun additions. So Stripe the Gremlin joins the battle. Uh, Stripe is a chainsaw wielding assassin with destructive potential. He's the second Gremlin on the roster after uh, Gizmo. There's also a Halloween event. That is going from the October 12th to November 15th. Players can earn candy by using a Halloween cosmetic or playing a stripe. Players can exchange candy for gold or special skins, like a mummy rind dog or calico variant on Cake the Cat. Players can pay to unlock some additional scary cosmetics like Black Lantern Wonder Woman, Frankenstein Iron Giant, and Vampire Tom and Jerry. So that's some of the new stuff coming over to multiverses. Uh, there was also a patch with bug fixes, and then uh, Arya from Game of Thrones had the most changes, uh, including bug fixes, bug fixes to her knife dash and face steal abilities. So, a little bit of info on that one. I haven't played that game in a while. Uh, I just have too much other stuff going on, so I haven't, I haven't gone to it. And you guys know I'm not like super into fighting games, so. I tried it out. I think it's cool enough, but there's just there's too many games now that like require you to like ha like play through the battle pass to unlock stuff and I'm just like there's too many there's too much of that shit now. Like I, I can't I can't play them all and get everything on every game, you know. So you got you kinda have to pick and choose what you wanna put your time into and for me right now, I got a rotation of three games, and then this and this and some other stuff that I want to try out is just not in it right now. But new updates are cool, so if you're playing multiverses, there you go. Okay. Next up, let's talk about the God of War Ragnarok. They got a they got a cool uh, PS5 bundle that they showed off in a little hype trailer. Uh, game's gonna be coming out here on November 9th, so we got less than a month away. You got like basically a couple, so several weeks away. So let's check this out. This is a very short one, 30 seconds. But you're ready, Josh. Three, mm -hmm. two, one, play. Look at that. Looks great. 3D audio. The haptic, dude, the haptic feedback is one of the things I'm like, I wish I had a PS5 controller for that. 
because it seems so cool. But yeah, nah. There you go. Josh has one of those. Yeah. That's one of the few things I'm like, man, it'd be cool to have it for that. But they're so expensive, man. And I and then like, yeah, PS5s are, are are still you know what's crazy is that the PS5 has been out for what almost two years now, if not mm-hmm. two years. And that shit is like still impossible to get, basically. You wanna know something funny? Like, like that's insane. I- I got an email the other day that was like, hey, Josh, it's t- finally time for you to buy a PS5. We reserved you a spot in line. I was like, <laughs> we, are, we already did this dance. It was the same. I did that. Exactly. That's how uh, that's I got funny. one. I got one originally because they sent me an email and was like, hey, you get to skip to the front of the line because you registered. And now they were trying. They were trying to sell me another one. Yeah, I should have get you to get another one. <laughs> I should have just bought it. Should have bought another one and been like, yeah, I got two now. I just resell it. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Dude. But I'm I'm not one of those uh, scammer people. What I should have done is I should have got it and been like, does anybody just want to pay cost because you can't get your hands on one and you want one, you know, for one of the homies? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's funny. I I think I heard about that somewhere on Twitter too. That 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 was happening to people. So that that's that's pretty funny that that that, that you got that too. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. The fucking controllers are so cool, man. I want them to work on the PC, like PC versions of games, because I play most yeah, of my stuff on the PC. They, you know? they seem awesome. The 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 dual sense controllers, they seem really really cool. Mm, I did the little uh, the little robot game that comes with every PlayStation that I can't fucking think of what it's called right now because brain mush. Oh, but... I don't, I don't do, I don't know what it's uh-huh. called either. But I I I know the one you're talking about, but I don't remember the name. Of it. it 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 shows you all the cool shit this thing can do. And it can do a lot of cool shit. Crazy. It's called like Ast- oh Astro's Playroom, I think it's called, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I I, I had to look it up because I remember it was I I knew that it had Playroom in it, but I couldn't remember the first part. So it's yeah, actually Astro's a fun Playroom. little deal. I had my dad in here playing it one time. I'm like, check out this controller, old man. That's cool. That's pretty cool. All right. So that is God of War PS5 news. Moving on to the next thing. Uh, Todd Howard talks a little bit more about Starfield. And another little uh, Constellation uh, questions video uh, with talking Starfield with uh, Todd Howard himself. Uh Talked about several things. I don't know if you want to check that video out, Josh. It's it's four minutes, so we can throw it you up. Just, Why not? Let's let's check it out. Yeah, it ain't it, it isn't yeah. super long. Let's listen no. to Todd Howard sell us some bullshit on this game. <laughs> Which another thing that I saw about this, I don't know if they mentioned it here or not, but before we start the video, I saw I think it was the Game Awards tweeted this out. That yeah, they did tweet it out. So they they compared the number of um, of lines of dialogue in this game compared to Skyrim or Fallout 4. So they mm-hmm. this is what they said. Is that Skyrim has 60,000 di- lines of dialogue. Fallout 4 has 1,111,000 lines of dialogue. And Starfield has 252,953 plus lines of dialogue. So this game has more lines of dialogue and Skyrim and Fallout 4 combined. Uh, but let's hear what else Josh or, 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 or Todd Howard has to say about this, Josh. <laughs> let's do it. Three, two, one, go. 
Look at our cool office. Hi, I'm Jess Finster, community director, and I'm here visiting not, the Todd. Game Studios, where the team is hard at work on Starfield. <laughs> I just want to say how grateful we all are for all of the you wearing the color though, fucking purple rocks. With us on Reddit, Discord, Twitter, so we wanted to take a moment to answer some of those questions in our new series. So let's get started. First, the thing that we want to know is what inspired Starfield? Oh, you know, so many things. Um, I think the main ones that, you know, I'm going to go back like in time here. Um, Sundog is a big one. Amazing game, kind of like the science fiction game when Ultimas were out. It also had this partialist interface, kind of one of the first games where you're moving objects around and putting them together. But great game where you had your own ship and you could explore around uh, that I loved. Another one, this is a kind of pen and paper uh, role-playing game at the time where, you know, D&D &D was getting popular, is this game Traveler. Traveler was a little more hard science fiction. The other thing there is one of the first games I programmed on the Apple II at the time. I really wanted to make a Traveler. Heard of Traveler. It was also my first time realizing that computers had memory that you could run out of. <laughs> I can already see the comments, people saying, you've been running computers out of memory for 40 years now, but that's an easy comment, everybody. Great. You can do better. Um, but, but those are the big ones, hearkening back to those to those old role-playing games that we loved. And hey, can we pull off something like this with today's computers and consoles, and et cetera? You mentioned uh, hard space or hard sci-fi, and I know that that's one of the things that's been hotly debated in the community. Is Starfield considered a hard sci-fi? I never quite know, like, because that's always like, what do they think it is if you say yes or no? I think it is more hard to us, hard, hard science fiction, where you can draw that line from Okay, here's what, here's how man explored space, and you can like even look at our ships and say, all right, that has some you know visual identity back to that. But it's a trap question because it's a video game, right? Like a hard science fiction video game would be you die in space cold. And a good example, we were really into fuel and how the gravity drive works, and like I'm reading papers on like quantum physics and you know bending space in front of you. You don't actually warp, you bend the space, you bring the space towards you. And so what we were playing that and it became like very punitive to the player. Your ship would run out of fuel and the game would just stop. You just want to get back to what you're doing. So we've recently changed it where the fuel in your ship and the grav drive limits how far you could go at once, but it doesn't run out of fuel. Maybe there'll be an update or a mod that allows that, but that's what we're doing now. Constellation members are excited about the character customization and the traits in the game. Can you talk more about what players will experience with the traits? I love our trait list, it's super fun. But each one obviously comes with some sort of negative as well. And we have a way in the game, kind of an activity or quest you can do to remove that trait, as opposed to, don't like my character, I want to start over. Each of them are something like that you can solve that removes the entire trait for the mm. rest of your playthrough. The last question, we have speech checks and dialogue that reflect your character build. Do you want to expand upon that at all? Yeah, look, we've done a lot of different dialogue systems. We've gone back to kind of a, I'll call it like a classic Bethesda-style dialogue with you're looking at the character and how they emote. You have a, a series of choices there. The, the scope of the game, the amount of content we're making, is a bit more than we've done before in terms of quests and things like that. But the depth in some of this stuff with the dialogue. We just passed 250,000 lines. And so that's a lot of dialogue. Oh, there it is. Gone through it and the this impact is really, is really about there. It. And that includes my favorite speech okay. persuasion system. You're not talking us out of this score. It feels like it's part of the dialogue, 
but you're spending yeah, points cool. to persuade them. Yeah. You're willing to give up the ship? Just like that? It feels natural, not huh. like I've entered some other mode where we're not, I'm not doing regular dialogue. It's just I'm in this mode of persuading you uh, to get what I want. Having a way with words might prove useful. That's it. That's all the questions that I had for today. Yeah, this has been great. You know, everybody out there, you know, keep it coming. We do really read it all. And also we look forward to showing you more of the game in the future as well. Thanks everyone for tuning in. That's okay. all we have for today. But don't oh. forget, you can submit your questions at the hashtag below. See you later. What do you think, Josh? From this little oh. video here that we're talking about. It's cool. I want to see more of the game. So they were talking a little bit about the trades. So let's go over some of the trades that 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 we uh, that okay. we have here. So, so we got a few we can talk about really quickly. So we have Dream Home, which is you can customize. You have a, you own a customizable house on a peaceful planet, but must pay fifty k credit mortgage each week. So they, as you can see, they have some positive effects and then a negative trade off. Well, I'm gonna, uh, so I'm, gonna I'm gonna burn down the bank. I guess to get rid of that, <laughs> that mortgage. So that's that's that one. <laughs> then you have extrovert, which is you you lose or you use less oxygen if you have a companion, but more if you're alone. You have free star collective settler, gain special dialogue options and better rewards from certain factions, but higher crime bounties with others. That's cool. Hero hero worship. A rando fan of yours will show up to bother you frequently, but will bring gifts. That one, that one is from fucking Elder Scrolls. Elder, Elder. Is it? My brain went Elden Ring. No, Elder. <laughs> yeah, Elden, yeah, it's the, from... the Elden Scrolls. I, I never yeah. played those games, so I don't know. But that that that's kind of yeah. interesting. There what used kind to be of a... gifts do they bring you that are that will be negative? I don't know. They, they, he used to just in 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 uh, the Elder Scrolls. They, they would, what it was is you fought in like a an arena and you got a fan, and they would just follow you around, fucking everywhere, and would talk. It would never leave you alone. A lot of people killed that well, guy. I was gonna say, can you not just get rid of him or kill him or whatever? Because that's yeah. crazy, dude. You can get rid of him. I know you. I think you can kill him. And there's probably other ways to do it too. He's like a little short elf dude. It's been a while. Gotcha. We have introvert, make endurance or more endurance while alone, less while you have companions. You have kid stuff. You can visit your parents at their home, but 10% of your money will automatically go to them. Like that. Uh <laughs> you have neon street rat. Gain access to special dialogue options and better rewards on Neon. Crime bounties with other factions are increased. You have Raised Enlightened. Gain access to a chest full of items in the House of the Enlightened, but lose access to another chest. Raised Universal. Gain access to a chest full of items in the Sanctum Universum, but lose access to another one. So those are some of the few traits that are, you know, in the game that have both positive and negative uh you know uh, uh effects you can also remove these traits to get rid of their negative and positive effects by completing a quest or activity players who make a poor choice early on will need to restart the game just to re-roll their character's traits so that's pretty cool uh pretty interesting so yeah a little, little bit more info on uh yeah. 
I uh, Starfield. I saw some people that were like, "You can kill your parents, and that's how you get rid of your debt." <laughs> <laughs> or that that negative trait with them. That's <laughs> where they take ten percent of your money. I, I they were just speculating, of course, because it's fucking Bethesda, and a lot of their games are just wild and dark, and you can do crazy yeah. shit sometimes. Yeah, no, that's that's something. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, G four is being shut down again less than a year after it relaunched uh so cam comcast is pulling the plug on the network behind such series as x play attack of the show and more uh so their attempt at trying to come back has uh failed uh CEO Dave Scott explained that the company's investment and efforts to revive the network just didn't gain en- uh, enough traction. Uh, there was a memo sent to all employees about the shutdown, and Comcast said it will assist them. It will assist, uh, you know, all the employees and contract workers that were affected by it. Uh, and consider some for internal opportunities. Uh, so there's a, there's a whole lot more into this that you know you can go read if you guys want to go check it out. There's an article over at Deadline you guys can check out. Um, also, you know, if you want just like smaller, like you know what's crazy is that like there was literally what I saw about this was that. There was people who were working at G4 that found out about them losing their job through tweets and and you know mm-hmm. all this art. Like, like, could you imagine like just opening up Twitter? You're work, you're working for a company at some, you know, some point, and you find you find out that that shit ain't around or don't exist no more or ain't gonna be happening anymore through like a tweet or something. You'd be like, damn. Well, that fucking sucks. Like you know, and you got to go out there and try to find something else again. Yeah, shit's rough, man. I didn't even really check out the new G four to be honest that much. I I watched some of it, but yeah, I didn't watch as as much. I I just I don't know, man. I I think some of the things that they try to do just don't like it. It's hard to find like a balance or like you know find something that appeals to most people right because mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's just a difficult it's just a difficult thing to do i i don't i don't know how you would you know um go about handling something like this um especially since g4 used to be a thing and it no longer is a thing or wasn't for a while, then it came back, and it's like, well, they tried again, but yeah, they just—I don't know, man. It's it's tough, tough stuff for sure. Hope all those people find better, better-paying jobs and uh, do yeah. really cool things going forward, man. For sure, and like you know, G four is one of those things that I used to, you know, we 
talked about it before that we you know we used to watch like back when you know when it was on tv and stuff like i know i did like for e3 and back of the show and all that shit so it's yeah just, it's you know yeah crazy crazy less than a year after coming back because yeah they relaunched on november 16th of last year and then here we are october 7th or october 17th yeah like literally like um if they would have been around for another month it would have been a year but they didn't even they didn't do that so that's crazy that's how it should be sometimes i guess uh last thing or actually not the last thing cuz i there's something else also but the next thing we have here is that uh silent or the, the the future of silent hill will be revealed in a presentation this week so uh they're going to be having an event konami will be having an event that that will be this wednesday so in two days from now at 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern and they put it out in a tweet, and the only thing the tweet said was that the presentation will feature the latest updates for the Silent Hill series. The tweet links to a new Silent Hill web- website, but currently no other information other than that. So looks like they're working on something new. Gonna be uh, the lap pachinko machines Over. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, what I was gonna say is the last uh full fledged Silent Hill game was in, was ten years ago with the PS Vita game Book of Memories. Uh, and then you know obviously there's the fucking infamous PT demo that was you know mm-hmm. a teaser for for Hideo Kojima's uh, you know canceled Silent Hills, but there hasn't really been anything for a while. Looks like that's gonna change soon. Uh, I don't know if you played any of these games before, Josh. I know I haven't. I've always heard of them, but uh, no, I've yeah, never really Silent, played Silent them. Hills. Silent Hill, man. So here's my thoughts. Yep. If you're a fan of Silent Hill, if you're a fan of Konami, for the love of God, temper your expectations, because I. Even even if they show you a fucking trailer that blows your socks off tomorrow, for the love of God, temper your expectations. Because Konami is in the business of making money, and money for them is pachinko. Alright? They haven't really shown much interest in gaming, I feel, lately. So, for the love of God, I'm begging you, if I see you idiots on Twitter being like, This looks awesome! I am gonna I'm gonna reply to you and I don't do this very often. I'm gonna reply to you and I'm gonna be like, temper your expectations, my friend, because you shouldn't have faith in Konami. <laughs> oh, you know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. Yep. It sure is. I'm gonna be, I'm I'm gonna be sending replies. All right, and people are gonna be hating me, but you know what? I'll I'll get some cloud out of it, I guess. We'll do that. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We have I have one last thing here for the uh, game of news, and that is that the Splinter Cell remake director has left Ubisoft. So David Grivel, 
was at Ubisoft for more than 11 years. Uh, he announced on LinkedIn that he'll be moving to a new adventure following more than a decade working on Ubisoft games such as Assassin's Creed Unity, Far Cry 5, and most recently, the Splinter Cell remake. It's unclear how his departure will affect the remake's development at Ubisoft Toronto, but he appears to be living on good terms, meaning Ubisoft likely had plans for his replacement in place, though a new director is yet to be announced. Uh, and what he said in his post was that uh, after more than 11 years of Ubisoft, it's time for me to go on a new adventure. Uh, 11 years is a long time, and summing it up in one post is uh, quasi-impossible, but I must say I've been lucky. Lucky to work with so many great people over the years, made so many friends. I want to give a heartfelt thank you to everyone I worked with at Ubisoft and say au revoir. But this is not a do for ours as a small industry, so I'm looking forward to our paths crossing again in the future. As for what the new adventure is, stay tuned. So. Yep, Spinner Cell remake, getting a little bit of change of director, but from what they say here is that you know it won't it won't probably won't make too much of a difference because they kind of left on good terms and and mm -hmm. uh, they kind of were you know expecting maybe his uh, his his departure. So yeah, not not bad. Yeah. Um, I know you're. Uh, I know you're a Splinter Cell uh, guy, though. So yeah. I've never. I've actually never played this Splinter Cell. Um, oh, haven't? I mean, no, huh. I have not. Huh. Uh, well, that's not true. I played the first game a little bit way back when okay. it first came out. Um, and I play. I think I played like one of the multiplayer things, like a beta test, and I thought this is cool, and I never bought the game. Uh, but what mm. I was gonna say was like. I feel like Ubisoft is just losing people, a lot of people, lately. And they're like, for me, they're like one step below Blizzard. They're like, they're like one sexual harassment lawsuit away from me just being, giving them the Blizzard treatment <laughs> for the next year. Uh, so it's, 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 I don't know how I feel about Ubisoft lately, to be honest with you. Like, like they, they, they be, seem to be having a rough time right now, um, with losing people. They need to like change their culture and like make some actual good changes inside their studio. So interesting and weird, but yeah, yeah. Well, that'll do it for our gaming news, at least. All right, that is the gaming news. Unless something breaks, you know, as we're doing other news, we can always mention it. Uh, yeah. But let us move on to the TV news. Let me go ahead and flip over indeed, screens. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Let's keep on rolling here, DT. What do we got? Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it pushing. Uh, the next thing that we have here, or the first thing that we have here for the TV news, is that... Uh, we have uh, Colin Farrell uh, and the Penguin, which he was in the, the Batman movie, uh, was saying that his show that's going to be on HBO Max, The Penguin, starts one week after the Batman ending and will run six to eight hours. Uh, Gotham is still underwater. Huh. Uh, so this is this is exactly what he had to say in his quote. So it starts about a week after the Batman ends. So Gotham is still somewhat underwater. 
I read the first script of the first episode and it opens up on my feet splashing through the water in Falcone's office. Even that alone, when I read it, I was like, oh, Jesus. It's lovely. It's so well written. Lauren Lefranc has done such an extraordinary job and she's writing the whole thing and show running. She's formidable. It's just an exciting prospect. I love that character. I was greedy with it. I felt like I didn't have enough. I wanted to do more. I wanted to do it more and more and more. Uh, and uh, this is, he also said this. I read the first episode, which is just so tasty and so unusual as the character was on the page. And what Matt Reeves kind of envisioned when he was thinking this kind of iteration of the bang up of Oz. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be, I think, six or, or eight hours. I'm supposed to read episode two and three within the next week. Uh, plot details are kept under wraps and it does not have an official release date. But uh that is a little bit more info we have on that seems interesting i mean obviously from the end of the movie they set it up that he was going to be on the rise now after falcone's been taken out mm-hmm. um so this kind of makes sense to me um i'm very curious how they're gonna go about it because like i like the character and his version of it and i'm very intrigued by this like incarnation of gotham like i really like this version of it but i'm like how do you if we're going to be following the penguin how do we make him like how do we have him be the the guy we're going to be following around you know Mm -hmm. um like like who are you going to pit him up against to be like you know to want him to succeed or or like you know i I don't know how they're going to do it because you know nowadays obviously this is something that I hate that that they do nowadays. They grab a villain and they make him into an anti-hero instead of a villain. Right. And I'm just yeah. like, can we have a villain just be a villain, you know what I mean? And but 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 that's what they do a lot of the times when you have a a villain character be the main character cuz you know or else they're, you know, I I guess people think how are we supposed to root for him, but it's just like I don't know, man. I think the way I think with what they did on the on the Joker the 2019 movie he was just a he was just a bad dude, right? Like, and and I thought that was a, such a great movie, and and I feel like they can do what they did with that with other like villain stories, like like I'm just sick of every every villain being turned into an antihero. Like, that's one of the things about like speaking on Black Adam. We talked a little bit about it earlier with the Fortnite skin, but Black Adam, what are they like? What are they doing exactly with that? Like, is is are they making Black Adam into an antihero? Because like he's he's a villain. Like he's he's Shazam's like villain, right? So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what the hell exactly they plan on doing with that. I guess we'll have to see with the movie, but I don't know, man. I just it's it's this thing that that movies and shows are trying to do now when they take villains and make them into antiheroes when they're just villains. Like you know what I mean? I don't yeah I don't like it. But that's just a little side rant that I no I guess wow. Um. The thing I like about this is that you can just tell that Colin Farrell likes loves playing the penguin, like he, he loves really the does, character, yeah. and that that's what's exciting when an actor enjoys it so much. Because it makes me think of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, right? Because he loves yeah he loves yeah, yeah, being yeah. It's Kingpin. Similar, yeah. Uh, so yeah. like Colin Colin seems to be really into the penguin, so like that's cool. It's cool that he's getting a show. I don't know how they're gonna do. Uh, this but they seem to to have a plan at the very least uh they do 
so I'll be interested in checking it out. And like, that's the main thing for me is just seeing Colin Farrell. Like, fuck yeah, dude, that first episode's tasty, which is a weird fucking weird thing to say. But you know, like, he is. <laughs> but you know, they're actors. They use, you know, they 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 see a script and you know they're like, oh my god. Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, it, it is. It definitely is cool. weird uh, wordage, but I think it just goes into like what you said, him being excited to, re- yeah. re- you know, replay this character again, right? Yeah. So that definitely is is cool to see him here. But no, yeah, calling a script tasty is kind of weird. But I mean, you know, they're actors, whatever. Mm, yeah, they're building hype. But uh, he's also excited for it. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have some, for the rest of our news here, we got casting news. So the first thing, or, or the next thing we got on here, is we have some casting news for Dune the Sisterhood. Uh, you know, we have Game of Thrones and Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, actress Indira Varma is going to be joining the HBO Max and Legendary Prequel series as Empress Natalia for Dune the Sisterhood. She's uh, uh, she she's perfect to be in the fucking she, she, dune she actually like, uh, somebody for dune right yeah yeah she makes me think yeah for sure so varma will play empress natalia described to us as a formidable royal who united thousands of worlds in her marriage to emperor corino uh so yeah the only thing that we know about this show is that it is set ten thousand years before the ascension of paul atreides and it'll follow the Harkonnen sisters as they combat forces that threaten the future of humankind and establish the fabled sect known as the Bene Gesserit. Uh, this, is being, uh, this show is being adapted from the novel Sisterhood of Dune, written by Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson. Never so we're getting a little bit more information uh, about this. I know last week we had like the two main Harkonnen sisters casted. Uh, Emily Watson and Shirley Henderson. So now we got the queen or the empress rather. Sorry. And uh, yeah, she, she, yeah, you look at her and you're like, yeah, she definitely feels like somebody that would be in Dune. So, and she's a great actress, man. I, I like her in, uh, and I liked her in Obi-Wan a lot. I liked her in, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. So she's cool, man. Everything I've seen her in has been, you know, she's, she's been, she's, she's been good at. So definitely a good pickup for your series or show or whatever you're doing. Yeah, I saw that casting and I was like, hell yeah, she's perfect. Like the moment I I didn't even see what role she was playing. I was just like, her and Dune? Oh, yeah, perfect. Like, hell yeah, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good pick for sure. Uh, And then the last thing that we have here, Josh, for uh, the TV news of the week is that oh yes i saw this one timothy dalton has been cast in the yellowstone prequel 1923 so we 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 talk about some of the yellowstone stuff from time to time i know uh there was that one that we started watching that we never finished what was it called the 1893 or was it uh is it 1886 the the, the western one the the western prequel 1883, 1883. That was it. I was oh, three years old. <laughs> 1883, which I start. I watched. We watched the first two episodes of that. I really liked it. I haven't watching it. We're gonna finish that shit. I, I would love to go back and finish it because I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen Yellowstone at all, 
But now they're doing another prequel called 1923. And Timothy Dal- Timothy Dalton is joining the cast of Helen Mirren, Harrison Ford, uh, Michelle Randolph, Brandon Skellner, Darren Mann, uh, amongst others. And uh, 1923 will introduce a new generation of the Dutton family and explore the earliest, the early or the earliest, the early 20th century when pandemics, historic drought, and the end of prohibition and the Great Depression all plagued the Mountain West and the Duttons who call it home. So there you go. Timothy Dalton, another good pick to add to your show. He's straight up going to be the uh, villain, I hope. Uh, make, make a lot of sense, right? The way they describe like the character sense. in this article, it feels like he is. Yeah, so what it says is he will play Donald Whitfield, a powerful self-confident man who reeks of wealth and the lack of empathy it requires to obtain it. He is intimidating and nefarious and is used to getting what he means. There Sounds like a that, villain to me. That's a, that's a <laughs> heck of a description, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. But there cool. you have it, man. That is our TV news for the week. Not a whole lot this time around, but, uh, you know. It is what it is. It's still something. It's still something. All right, partner. We're going to move on over to the movie news. Let me change our screen over. Yeah, partner. We are movie newsing. Movie newsing on around. Let's go ahead and Alrighty. move on. Sounds good to me. All right. So the first thing we have for the movie news is some casting news for Transformers Rise of the Beast. So we have Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson joining the cast. Uh, so Yeoh will lend her voice to the Arizor character and Davidson will voice Mirage. Uh, they'll be joining the uh, movie which is based off the 90s Beast Wars Transformers stuff. Hence the name Rise Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, this movie will be releasing on, I think it was what next year. I, I think it was next year. Oh, it says June 9th, twenty twenty three, in this article at the bottom. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts will be will partially be set in Brooklyn, New York, and also go to Peru, among other locations. Uh, directing this one is not uh, Michael Bay or Travis Knight, but Stephen Capel Jr. will be directing this one. Um, who I think we've mentioned before is going to be doing this whenever we talked about this movie being a thing. And then obviously you're gonna have uh, what's his name from uh, In the Heights, uh, Anthony Ramos will be the be the main dude for this, and he's also gonna be in uh, uh, the new uh, Ironheart show for the MCU. But uh, yeah. 
So yeah, just just some casting news for the new Transformers. I think it's weird that Pete Davidson keeps getting cast and all this shit. Like, he's got. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. He's got X Pac heat with me, which for you non wrestling fans, what that means is I've seen him so much that I just fucking starting to hate him for no reason, just because I see him <laughs> everywhere. You know, like yeah. I have to see him everywhere. On a go to a I, random I, news site, there he is. I watch TV, there he is in a Taco Bell commercial that I have to fucking. I know, look right? At. Like what the hell? I'm just sick of seeing him. X-Pac heat. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I keep putting him in stuff, man. Like, you know what I mean? But whatever. Uh, Michelle's great, though. Love her. Yeah, no, yeah. She's, 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 she's great. But anyway, moving on to the next thing that we have here is that Paramount's untitled Avatar The Last Airbender uh, film is going to be animated in Australia by Flying Bark. So the we know we know for a while now that Paramount and Nickelodeon and the Avatar team are, are going to be coming up with all a bunch of new stuff to expand their universe, not only more shows, but more put some animated movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be working on this movie. And I think this one, I they're doing so many now that I forget like which one it is, but this I don't know if this is the one that's going to be focused on Aang and 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 his gang, but or or one of the other ones. But yeah, I I I um I just think it's it's cool that we're you know finally you know getting getting to the point where we're getting more Avatar, uh, but they're gonna be appointed but yeah like i said flying bark productions has been appointed as the animator of the first of three untitled avatar films so i think this might be the the ang and his gang one uh because i think that's that's kind of what the rumor was i think of of what the first one was going to be and then i know they were doing like a kiyoshi one and then like a zuko one i think was was what the rumors were right Uh, something like that but so anyway that's pretty cool um in a uh, in a little message they put out, they said we we with a company full of creators and super fans, the Avatar feature is a dream project for the team at Flying Bark. Uh, this is a really exciting time for the Australian animation industry, and we look forward to welcoming new talent at our studio in Sydney, as well as, well as further developing our incredible team of artists. So good for them for uh, you know getting uh, Avatar. Uh, one of the first avatar animated uh, movie um but i'm yeah i'm 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 excited to see you know what it's gonna be because because i like josh we're both fans of the avatar the last airbender uh universe and and, and world and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm very excited to see what uh, they are gonna be cooking up for us with the, the avatar team um, yeah, and if you guys are and if you guys are wondering like what other stuff they've done, um, Flying Bark, 
they've done like um uh they did some of marvel's what if they did um rise of the teenage ninja turtles show uh which i think is like the more recent of the ninja turtles stuff um and then they did they've done other like smaller things like uh uh friends frenzy space monkey kid and, and, and just other you know other stuff they've done a 100 wolf the movie and just things that maybe are not as well known but uh but like i said the two probably the biggest projects they've worked on is probably uh what if from marvel and then the uh rise of the ninja, Teenage ninja Turtles. but anyway any uh were you gonna say something about this josh um <clears throat> sorry uh, what I was going to say is, uh, if you like Avatar, like DT and I do, uh, you guys can also go and check out. This is me. I'm just going to promote something here really quick. Ah, I didn't put yes, it in the yes, news. Yes. I know where go, this is going. Go check out the Avatar The Last Airbender or Avatar, the, the, the tabletop RPG. Um, they put up pre-orders on DriveThruRPG and also their website if you guys are interested in any of the... If you're a fan of Avatar... Go check it out. You can go pre-order it now. I actually already have my books, my my digital ones, because I was a Kickstarter backer of it. But now you guys can be a part of that, too. And since we were talking about Avatar, I was like, this is a good way to throw that in there and give them a little bit of uh, free advertising here on the show because we, lo- we love it, and we will probably be diving in to those books at some point in the future. So, yeah, that's cool. All right, DT, what do we got next? Good. All right, my friend. Uh, we are going to be talking. Remember how earlier I said there was going to be more, uh, more um, D&D news? Yes, sir. Well, here it is. Time is now because there is a Dungeons & Dragons documentary in the works at Hasbro. Hell yeah. Uh, so... This project is one of the many film scripted and unscripted TV series and new games to come from the Entertainment One owner based on the 50-year-old tabletop role-playing game. So Hasbro Division Entertainment One is at work on a documentary feature about Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, it will coincide with the game's 50th anniversary in 2024. Uh, we'll draw on the game's Wizards and Elves and archived D&D footage dating back to the game's creation in the early 70s. Uh, D&D writer Joe Manganiello will co-direct the project with Kyle Newman, while his brother Nick Manganiello, along with Anthony Savini and Cecily Tyler, uh, Hasbro president of Wizards of the Coast and Digital Gaming, will produce. Uh, As we approach 50 years of this incredible gaming universe, the time is right for an officially authorized telling of the game's origins and current state of play to its passionate fan base from all walks of life and its global cultural impact. Michael Lombardo, uh, Entertainment One's head of global television, said in a statement. Uh, They also have a TV series in the works. Uh, Derek Kolstad, the creator and writer of the John Wick franchise, has been tapped to pen and develop a pitch for a live-action series based on the D&D universe. Uh, The the E1 documentary is separate from another D&D nonfiction feature that is in the works from from the documentary studio XTR with the title Role Players. Uh, we see a bright future for Dungeons and Dragons, and we only see these opportunities growing over time as we invest in, in 
end-to-end brand blueprint for Dungeons and Dragons, including blockbuster films and streaming TV, AAA video games, and a major consumer products push with significant marketing tie-ins. Is what the newly installed Hasbro CEO Chris Cox told Wall Street analysts last April. So it's like you were saying, Josh. We're gonna they they're we're, they're 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 coming up. They're cooking up with a lot more D and D. Coming coming for us uh, sooner rather than later. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be documentaries and 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 move and movies and shows and games and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, and then and then like like this article says, 50th anniversary coming up in two years. So that's that's pretty nuts, huh? Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. But something has lasted this long, really, like that. Um, I love documentaries. We watch them. Same. A lot. Same. Love. Love documentaries. Um. So I, like, I really just just to just to no go back ahead. in here real quick. I really love documentaries and behind the scenes stuff. Like when we did the Light and Magic, ep- uh, you know, podcast. I I love that shit, dude. I'm all about that stuff. So I I, I could watch things like that, like forever because i i love it but anyway continue uh, no no literally where i was going was i was just laying down the other night and i threw on the ilm documentary again uh nice. just to watch some parts of it because and, and it uh and it was where Tippett was moving the a- the atsts across the fucking snow and i was like oh yeah. my god Classic. i don't have the patience for that again <laughs> you Classic. know i wouldn't have the patience for it those guys do are that. Those guys are fucking legendary, man. Those guys mm-hmm. are awesome. But yeah, we love docs and we want uh, and behind the scenes stuff, and we, especially for things we love. And I love D and D, so it's cool that we'll, we'll get we're gonna get a doc, um, out of it, and we're gonna get uh more more D and D uh stuff uh with it, and and Joe. Manganiello being involved is also really cool. I know he's a massive fan, and so yeah, him and Kyle Newman are like big D and D fan. I'm surprised Sam Whitworth's not working on this because he's like a part of that group too. Like when because yeah. he did he did like a book with his brother too. I think right. Remember that book that came out like a few years ago that the, all those guys did. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So cool, cool stuff though. I'm looking forward to checking out a lot of that, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it in the future as well. Hell yeah. Uh, if that's all we have for that, we have one last thing for the movie news, and then uh, our news will wrap up for the week. All right. So what we have here is that Harrison Ford is joining the cast of Captain America: New World Order. He will be uh, portraying the role of General Thunderbolt Ross was previously played by the late actor William Hurt. Uh, so obviously Thunderbolt Ross is a pretty big character and, and I'm sure people were wondering what, you know, we, we literally got a Thunderbolts movie announced not long ago. Uh, and I'm, like I said, I'm sure people were, were trying to figure out and wonder like what they were going to do with the character now that we're like, doing all this stuff with the future of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's like, seems to be a big part of it, but you know, William Hurt passed away. So you're like, what are you going to do with the character? Right? Like, and, and they just can, and here, and now we have a confirmed that, uh, he was, uh, officially recast. 
as uh, Harrison Ford is going to be joining. I think this is a good pick. Harrison's, uh, you know, uh, obviously solid, and, and and he, I think he'll do what you know what he needs to do with this. What I, my favorite thing that's going to come from all of this though is people are going to be interviewing him, and they're going to be talking about like MCU related questions. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, like, <laughs> what is what is that? So that is what I'm like excited more so than him being the character. I'm just excited to have all these interviewers ask him nerdy ass, fucking geeky ass questions. He was like, I don't know what that is, and I don't care. You know, <laughs> I don't that, give a damn. Yeah, fuck you, fuck you. Give me all. <laughs> I love that, Harrison that, Ford, dude. <laughs> he's great, dude. He's great. So that, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm excited about. To be grumpy old man to the max. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, but like I said, good, good pick. If you're gonna replace, uh, you know, if you're gonna get a replacement for Thunderbolt Ross, it's a good, good, good choice. Yep, for sure. But uh, yeah, that'll uh, that'll do it here, man, for our movies. That's, so that's gonna do it for the news, ladies and that's gonna be it, gentlemen. We are gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. We'll get into the the main part of our show. We'll probably talk She Hulk first. So. We will, yeah. Rings so we're gonna talk, uh, that's that's what I was gonna say. We're gonna do yeah, She Hulk first, and then Rings of Power second. For those of you wondering in the order we're gonna go in, that's how we're gonna do it. So stay tuned. Be back momentarily. We'll be right back after this. I'll run some ads, guys. YouTube, it'll be instant for you. Be right back. Hello, everyone. We are back here with more of the Clockwork Cantina. Uh, we're going to move into the second half of our show. We're going to be talking about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Let me go ahead and throw our text up for you guys so you know what we're talking about. And this is your chance to get the hell out of here if you haven't seen it and don't want to be spoiled. So that's your warning, spoiler warning, just in case we do talk spoilers. I'm not saying we necessarily are. I mean, we're probably going to, but, no, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's best it's it's best just to get the hell out of here if you're not uh, okay with it. So uh all right, DT. She Hulk Attorney of Law, my friend. How did you like the show? Uh overall, I did like it. I did enjoy it. Um it was very interesting and 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 different uh compared to uh a lot of the stuff Marvel has done. This is more of a like lawyer comedy uh, that's more geared toward women. It's more of the audience they're, they're going for, which makes a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I liked it though. It was it was only what nine episodes. Something like that. Nine episodes and the episodes are are relatively short. They're re- they're really short. Yeah, they're like half an hour, basically. Um, so not a whole lot. You know, watch them week by week. It's you know easy to 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 get through and um, yeah, it doesn't uh doesn't take a whole lot of time. So yeah, yeah, uh. Yeah, so so I liked it overall. Would would you what about you? I liked it. I liked it for the most part. Um 
and I, I had a good time with it, you know, like it, 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 it was about kind of what I expected it to be, um, to be honest, like, I didn't expect uh, a lot of, uh, like, there is a mad, I guess there is like a kind of an overarching villain a little bit, but like, for the yeah, most part, there's... every, every episode is its own thing, and, 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 and I, I liked it being like that, you know, like every episode being its own thing and not. And I kind of like having the shorter episodes, um, although there are some times where it's like, ah, oh, I want it to be longer because I was having fun with it. Like, you know, I, I and I think that's the thing that sums up this show for me the most is like, I just had fun watching it. You know, I turned my brain off and I enjoyed it. It was pretty easy to get into. And uh, it. And uh, I, I think I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Um, okay. Cause I wasn't sure how I was going to feel at it, uh, about it at the, at the start, I guess. Um, okay. I mean, I, I, I'll admit I was probably, you know, just kind of watching to be like, what's Daredevil going to be up to in this show, you know, like, because they've, we kind of knew he was going to be in it. Um, so Maybe I was kind of, yeah. yeah. So I was I was very much uh, watching for that, and then I you know I ended up just watching enjoying the show, you know, like so. That's kind of like my my starting thoughts on it. It's like yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um. Yeah. Um, uh, I love for me it was always like going into the show it was it was always a thing of I like Tatiana Maslany. I love mm-hmm. her from uh, Orphan Black, which is another show that she's in, that she's fantastic in. Uh, and she hasn't really been in, like, a whole lot of other bigger things. So it's really cool that she, finally she got the chance to be in something like this because she definitely deserves it. Um, yeah, for me, it was always about her. And, and, and you know, because I, I know she was a great actor. She is, she is a great actress. And she was gonna kill it and, and, and do well with this um but uh yeah i i love that we got to see more bruce and we got to see more um emil blonsky and more wong like she Wongers. made it yeah, yeah. Wonger. she 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 made a joke uh uh jen did jennifer walters uh, where she was talking about like this is not one of those types of shows that's gonna have like a, a cameo of the week or, or whatever kind of deal right uh-huh. and she's like oh wait a minute it's it's only bruce and and wong and you know so and so and i thought that was uh kind of kind of funny the way that they uh went about that and then you're right like each episode is like it it kind of like follows with an overarching kind of deal but then not really like each episode is kind of different like and and some of them are, are quite random um <laughs> and they introduced a bunch of new characters some which I didn't really care for, and others I kind of cool, like Pug. I got that Pug was cool. 
Uh, it's a cool, cool, cool character. I should. I mean, I want some Iron Man threes now too, dude. You know, like that. That was that was really uh, yeah fun. I was I that was fun, a fun, a fun thing that awesome. they did. And uh, uh, Jen's like assistant uh, friend uh, Nikki was was uh, definitely uh, I think uh, another like fun like like her like the the the, the interactions that they had were were. were pretty uh pretty pretty fun because uh, you have that trio of, of jen nikki and, and pug once she finally gets to that place and then in the middle of that you got like fucking uh titania and abomination and all these other, like bruce and wong and uh, you know wrecker and cod and Josh and all these other characters that come in and, and, and are a part of this. Uh and you even got fucking Meg the Stallion show up for an episode, which I thought was hilarious and I love that. I thought that was a lot of good a lot of good fun, even though the internet is the internet about it. Um Mallory, also another uh good uh uh character I thought in this. Um I think when I say when I ask you if you had a favorite episode, I think your your favorite episode is my favorite episode and just about everybody's favorite episode. Um, I think this is one of those shows where like I think we all can agree that episode eight was probably the best one, yeah? Yeah, I agree. Ribbit and ribbit ribbit and rip it was the best one because mm-hmm. that's the one where we where we not you know we get leapfrog yes which is a you know what a what a what a dumbass but, <laughs> but we also get the man without fear himself finally matt murdoch daredevil himself show up in the eighth episode we've been waiting they teased him i think an episode or two before that when jen and Nikki find the uh uh the dude that gets to make her clothes, right? Yeah. It kind of teases appearance with like the yellow helmet and stuff that he that he made for, for Matt. And yeah. We were waiting on it, finally happened. Easily to me the best episode. It was very enjoyable, a lot of fun. Just so cool to see him back. I mean, when you hear the music. Uh, you see him in the suit, and you see it like his like updated, like I, I don't even want to say power set, but just like just his his the updated Daredevil in the MCU, like the way he moves and like the way he was like just doing stuff differently from the from his own uh, you know TV from his own TV show on Netflix was really really cool. Um, So I I just I really enjoyed that uh, that episode. I really thought it yeah. was uh, was was just like I said for me easily the best one. I think a lot of people also agree it was the best one. Um, and just like yeah, it was just kind of what I was like like not every episode of this show is gonna be like that, which makes sense because this is obviously a very different type of show, and and we 
I said that at the beginning. It's like it's, it's going for a very, you know, different type of audience, which makes sense. But like for me and my likes, that was like the best one and kind of more of what I was wanting to see and what I like to see. And yeah, I, I there were some other ones that I thought were like, I didn't think any episode was bad. I was just like, eh, I don't, you know, like like the wedding one was kind of like, eh, for me, and like mm-hmm. the retreat, the retreat one was also very like, eh. like those two back to back were kind of like, eh, you know, I don't, but I guess it makes sense because they give you those, and then again, you get rip, rip it and rip it after that, which is, you know, what we're talking about the the what the Donnie Donnie Blaze one, the magic one where we get Wongers and 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 fucking Madeline. Donnie that one Blaze. Was funny. Yeah, that one Donnie was pretty Blaze. funny. Um, <laughs> and then and then also, I think the first episode was pretty good in the way that they set it all up. I thought it was pretty like, yeah, here's Bruce and Jen, and this is how she gets the powers, and this is how you remove Bruce from the story for a little bit because he's got to go back to Sakar, and eventually, spoiler alert, we see at the very at the season finale, the reason he's gone and he leaves because he's got a son scar um which i'll be honest i don't know too much about i don't either obviously from the comics and and all that and i'm i'm curious to learn more about how they're you know what his character is going to do and now that he's going to be in the mcu and all that um so yeah that'll be intriguing but um yeah uh, that was an interesting reveal that they decided to do. Uh, what else? Yeah, like, well, yeah. I just I was going off the first episode again, and just how how well they like set things up, and yeah. And then we were, then we were also waiting on Emil Blonsky to show up because eventually we knew he was going to be a part of it with abomination he shows up in the third episode i believe or in the second episode or, or or like you know like pretty early on and we see that he kind of has changed his outlook and he's got like you know pen pals that are his, like his eight soulmates or whatever the fuck and <laughs> he like doesn't like let the abomination take over much like bruce kind of is in, in peace with the hulk now and everything and it just uh yeah it's it's very like chill kind of relationship that those two have with their alter you know egos and 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 whatnot and it was just uh yeah it was just it was just cool seeing that that side and 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 then we we got the we got the explanation of how also wong brought abomination into shang chi because they show that in one of the episodes because you're wondering like like wait a minute if he's supposed to be like, you know, not doing this stuff, like how the how did it happen in Shang Chi, right? But they they explained that they talked about that, and uh, one of the things that I thought was weird was like how Titania is just like randomly showing up everywhere, right? Like, and then just like how, like I get what her character is supposed to be, and I and she she's like a soup she's like a influencer super villain or whatever. But that was just like really, uh, I don't know. 
it was it was it was like funny but also like this is kind of weird and like her character is kind of annoying but i didn't hate it or anything it was just i don't know again i think cartoony i think it's kind of yeah yeah like like even from the first episode when she shows up at the end and like she hulk like kind of punches her and she like slowly like you know gets hit towards the wall or whatever like i get that that's like the corn like the corny cheesiness of it which by the way speaking of the corny cheesiness of it i love some of the stuff they would do like with the title card intros and and the in the season finale when they had like the old like 70s hulk show like Stuff. oh my that was, god that was great that was I love so that. good that was fantastic I loved it. they even they even got some like dude to dress up as like she hulk i think and like do the like the you know like they did with like you know lou ferrigno back in the day and stuff and that was a nice little like you know easter egg well it wasn't but you know more like a nod to the old mm-hmm. like uh you know hulk show and and, and all that that's the thing we haven't talked about is like we, they break the fourth wall a lot. Like that's because she hawks deals, right? Like it's they break, they of, break it one throughout. Things, one of the things she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, 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 she breaks it throughout, and like she's known to do it in the comics and stuff. So I guess to people who may not know much about her character, watching this would be like, what the fuck? Which then in turn is really bizarre when you watch the finale, because the fucking finale. Like I don't even, I don't even know if I like the finale. Well, I mean, I don't hate it, <laughs> but I I don't know if I love it either, is or or like it because it's just like, it's so like it's so bizarre, dude. Like, I get that it's a part of her character, like that she can do stuff like that. But if but I don't know, part of me is like, if you're gonna do that, then why don't you just make them change the script on everything you do? Like, why why stop there? You know, <laughs> fucking I don't know. It, it's it's just it's just weird, like. No, I get you. But but I get that it's part of her character. It's just a really bizarre like finale. I will say though that it was entertaining, but Yeah. But uh you know, it was fun, but it, like story-wise I'm like this is this is all over the place, man. And like they even comment on it too. She's like, "Oh, uh you know, Todd is we can't have him have superpowers and 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 what's Titania doing here and oh, we can't have Bruce just saving me out of nowhere kind of deal, you know?" So Mm-hmm. It was uh and then fucking Kevin, dude. They literally just got a robot named K E V I N and he has a little fucking Kevin Feige hat on too and everything. That shit was funny, dude. Oh man. Yeah. And then another thing is that a lot of these we haven't mentioned this either. A lot of these episodes had post credit scenes, which was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, like their own little little post credit scenes. And it was interesting. Like the one where they talk about like Captain America and if he fucks and she's like, Captain America. Fuck! And they like ends, dude. That has to be one of the, like my favorite fucking post credit scenes ever. That shit's hilarious, dude. I remember watching that shit. The, like when it came no. out and I was dying, bro. That, that, that shit is was so funny. All time, all time funniest MCU post credits. It was so funny. So and thank God they can finally stop debating that fucking theory on the internet if fucking Cap was a virgin for fucking a billion years. No, he fucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, Cap- Captain America fucks. I mean, he, he, 
USO tour. Get, come on now. A man does not look like that. Go on tour with a bunch of hot ladies and not fuck. Okay. <laughs> Straight up, dude. And it, and I think it's I think it's funny that Bruce was the one that like let her know because like you just know that at some point in Avengers Tower or Stark Tower or whatever the fuck, Tony, Bruce, Cap, Thor, you know, all the boys are just chilling, talking, talking shop, and then you're hanging out and being like, hey, yo, Cap. And I was like, like, yo, you, you, uh, whatever, is what everybody's saying about you true or whatever, you know? And he's like, uh, let me, you know, Pe- Pe- Peggy's one thing, but before I met her, this is what happened, you know? <laughs> so I can just, I could just totally see that, like, Tony trying to, like, get Cap to speak on that. And it, I could just totally see that happening. So, it makes sense for Bruce to be the one that like lets her know and everything. Cause yeah, it mm-hmm. just it it, it, ma- it makes a lot of sense, I think. Um That's one of the things I like about the first episode, by the way, is like uh Bruce and Tony built the bar on the island and all of that. Yeah. You can still see Bruce like mourning, you know, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so like Absolutely. it's it, we forget it because it's way back in the first episode, but it's like that was a pretty like if you read the 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 room there watching that episode, like it's kind of fucking really sad in some ways <laughs> when we're at that part. Like you can tell Bruce isn't over that. Probably will never be over that. I would imagine. No, oh, yeah, uh, this is homie, man. Um. Yeah, anything things, you want to bring up about you know yeah just one of the things i was gonna say is like this is the first time i've seen tatiana maslany in anything and i love her now and she She's is great she she is so funny uh and uh she was great as jennifer walters and she hulk and she and charlie cox have a ton of chemistry and they were oh, fucking yeah. gr- uh, she hulk and they daredevil were, they, teaming they, they up were, was fucking, fucking awesome yeah they was they were. Uh, and I was like, I, I, we were in voice chat watching, and I was like, I am into this. I am okay with this. This is awesome. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> they, the, the chemistry they have worked, worked really well. And, and you know, you got She-Hulk and, and, and Daredevil, two very similar characters because they're both, like, lawyers and shit and, and, and also superheroes. So it makes a lot of sense for, for you know, those two to, to connect and, and, and relate and, and all that. And yeah, I think it makes makes a whole lot of sense. Absolutely. Um. Uh. The uh, one of my favorite parts. I love the. Uh, I we did this in voice chat. The 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 uh, when when Pug gets the Iron Man threes and we we pause the post credits so we could look at all the fucking shoe designs. Like, I, I I just I, love I that part. I had to do that because I'm like yo. What else we got here? Like, I want to see. And we were just going through him. It's like, which shoes, which, whose belongs to who, and all that. That whole episode, I was, I was wondering what the Iron Man threes look like, and they never show us. And then the post credits, they give you, they show you the art, and you're like, whoa, this dude has like the shoe in his hand, and he's got like a whole wall behind him full of shoes. You see like Daredevil shoes, Moon Knight, fucking Captain Marvel, like I, you know cap shoot like he's got like everything man he's got like x-men and stuff you're like whoa dude it's just fun looking at at all that and seeing what you know what he has back there you know it's really cool mm-hmm. um 
Another thing I was going to say about the show is the show has actually, as I sit here and think about it, the show actually has a lot of characters in it. Like, um, yeah. and then and, and they may not all get like a lot of screen time, but I enjoy like a lot of them. Like Pug, fucking fantastic. Like loved, loved whenever Pug was on, loved the guy. And it may be because I knew the actor from Arrow, to be fair, but, you know, for the most part, I enjoyed all the characters. Like, um... The uh, the lady lawyer that defends uh, Jennifer Walters at her trial. I can't think of her fucking name. And she's in the earlier episodes too. Uh, Ma- uh, Mallory. Mallory. Is it Mallory? Yeah, Mallory. Yeah, Mallory. I enjoyed her. Um, Mallory Book. Um, I even like the boss. The, 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 the like attorney boss guy. Holden, I think was his name. Yeah. I, I'm really bad with names right now. Brain is water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fucking uh, Jen's dad is so fucking funny oh, to me. Oh man, Jen's dad was great. Yeah, fucking fucking get off my lawn. I know there's a water bed on right now, but I got water for days. You know, that shit was cracking shit, me up in that last episode. That shit episode. was funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was too good, man. Um. Uh, if I had any knocks on the show, it's just that CG is is rough at some points, and, and it looks yeah awkward, but at times. That's not it's like, not mm-hmm. it's not a huge complaint from me. Like it's a very minimal no. complaint from me. I, but I will say it, that I that think was, you do have to mention it. You know, that was one of my complaints from the trailers. I was like, ooh, CG doesn't look that great, but I think they really improved on it. Like in the show itself, you know, mm-hmm. at times it still wasn't all there, but like. For the most part, I think they, they you know, wasn't, wasn't wasn't as bad as it as I thought it looked like in the in the in the trailers. So they they for sure improved on it. So I think um, it, I think it looks worse when she's wearing like the suit, like just the the business suit in the early episodes before she meets Luke Jacobson and starts getting her own wardrobe and stuff. I think that's when it looks not the best. And there's a scene at the wedding that is a little rough, but um, they they definitely got better in the in, as the episodes went on. Um, and, 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 and I'm sure like, I don't know if this is getting another season. I hope it does. Cause I, I had fun with it or, or whatever they're going to do with Jen going forward for that matter, just wherever they do with her. Um, I'm yeah. sure they will continue to get better because like they said with fucking Bruce is they had many fucking years to work on that CG and improve it over time. So I kind of hope that's what happens for She-Hulk as, as well. Um, it was cool to see Tim Roth again. I love Tim Roth. And he is fucking funny as shit in this fucking show. Um, yeah. We got Wongers. Love Wong. Wong uh, is always great, man. Him and fucking what, Madison or Madeline. Madison's so funny. Yeah, that was... She, she, she was honestly like... She could have been one of those characters that could have been really fucking annoying and just like mm-hmm. irritating to have around, but she was actually pretty funny, you know. The way that her and Wong kind of interacted uh as well was Wongers was good. dating, man. They was totally having a date there at the end. I was like, I don't know what this man let him Yeah, you're watching dude. I <laughs> she spoiled <laughs> she spoiled the Sopranos for him though, man. I don't know uh, oh, yeah. dude. That was that was rough, man. I was like, dang. That, that rough. <laughs> that was rough. 
And like uh, also for somebody who hasn't seen it like me, I was like, oof. You know, like I know it's been out for years, but like, damn, they, they really just don't give a fuck. They're like, fuck you if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. It I mean, really it's been did. out for years. Whatever. It did. You know, I did. Good, I get it. It didn't bother me because I had seen The Sopranos up to that point that she spoiled. Right. Uh, but I did think it was like, oh man, if you don't watch this, that's gotta hurt a little bit for you. And and we are also we come from a community that is very anti-spoiler, like for anything. It's just how we. And after all these years of being in that community, I'm hardwired yeah. to be like, oh no, she spoiled it. You know, I'm hardwired for that. Um, yeah. To 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 worry about it, but like. Honestly, I doubt many people will remember that spoiler by the time they watch I mean, Sopranos. <laughs> that's true, yeah. That, that's the only reason why I'm not really pressed about it either, because I'm like, whatever. Like, am I going to remember that by the time I watch it? I don't, even, I don't even remember what episode it was. It was like some episode on like season five. Like, I don't I don't even remember what she said, dude, like personally. So, yeah. I'm not I'm not too pressed about it, but but yeah, it was it was just funny, I thought. Um. Also, I want to know what fucking demon Madison made a deal with. Fucking oh, demon yeah, ass right? goat. That was crazy, dude. That was pretty nuts. It was cool seeing her, uh, She Hulk and Wong fight off those those fucking things though. That and and that uh, Donnie Blaze episode though. Yeah. Mystic arts. All right. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else really to talk to mention. Here. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's too much for me to say about it either. I kind of overall, I liked it, even though I wasn't really necessarily the target audience. It was interesting learning more about the character, and you know, the the supporting cast was 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 pretty good. Uh, I would say a lot of good actors and actresses here that you have uh doing their thing. Um, some uh pretty. I- I'm curious how this finale and how things that are from you know in the show are gonna affect the future of the MCU. Um, and they kind of mentioned in the last episode that like maybe she'll be in a movie or something. They kind of alluded <laughs> to it, so I could see that happening. I mean. The, here's the thing about all these all these Disney Plus shows, right? It's like, ex- with the exception of probably uh, Miss Marvel, we don't really have any idea when the rest of these people are going to show up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like it hasn't been confirmed, but it's been like strongly suggested and rumored that Moon Knight's getting a second season. We know that they're doing an Agatha spinoff show for you know one division. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldiers getting turned into Captain America four, so some of these characters are continuing in movies and other things. But like, there are certain characters like She Hulk and uh, you know, a few others that are like I don't know when they're gonna show up again, but it'd be pretty cool when they do, right? So I, that'll be really interesting to see when, where they show up, cons- especially considering we know the slate for the next couple phases now. Um, 
so yeah i am not sure i would have to like take a look at the, the actual like like let like I'll like let me take a look at phase five real quick and then I'll yeah, and then ahead. I'll see if there's anywhere like I think maybe they could show up in. While well, while you're looking that up, uh, one thing that we learn in episode yeah. eight is the uh, is Matt dropped some fucking the, the Sokovia Accords have been repealed uh, yeah. knowledge on us, which I don't think had been mentioned before, right? Like uh, no, or if it had, I fucking forgot. I don't think it had. I don't. Um, I, I don't think it has. I think that was that was, that was new knowledge. So they they well, they like, dropped that on us. <laughs> I don't know. I think sometimes we f- we forget that like these shows are actually like take place in the future. Like, mm-hmm. I think in the MCU timeline we're like in twenty twenty five or something, right? So because like Endgame like fucked everything up and like skipped time and, and you know like messed all that stuff up. So yeah, we're we're in like twenty twenty five right now. But anyway, uh, so Phase Five. We start with Ant uh, Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Uh, I don't I don't think we're gonna be getting anybody from any of these shows in this except for uh, Jonathan Majors, who is obviously you know the He Who Remains and King the Conqueror, so he'll be in that for that, sure. We know that, that fucking movie's gonna be crazy. That movie's gonna be nuts, yeah. Uh, Secret Invasion is more gonna be like Nick Fury and Maria Hill and and all the, and all that scrolls and all that stuff. Guardians three, I don't think we're gonna get anybody in from this and that either, because that's gonna be like, you know, they're gonna be closing out the the Guardians trilogy and they're gonna, you know, that's gonna be really good too. I feel. Echo, oh yeah, Echo. I'm, I I forgot about Echo for a little bit. That's a spinoff from Hawkeye, so obviously we're gonna be getting Daredevil and Kingpin in that as well. Uh, maybe, maybe some more Yelena Belova and Kate Bishop in that. Maybe I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I could see them showing up in that. Uh, the Marvels obviously you're gonna get Miss Marvel returning. Loki season two, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, the way that season one ended had me very like excited for season two. So I'm very curious about what they're going to do with that. Uh, Blade is kind of, you know, we, we talked about that already, how that's just going to be in the fucking like pause indefinitely, pretty much. Uh, Daredevil Born Again. Obviously, we're going to get Daredevil again. I, that's where I could see She-Hulk showing up again. Because he showed up on her show. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, ep- there's going to be a lot of episodes of Daredevil. So she's definitely, I could definitely see her showing up in that one. Yep. Uh, Agatha, we already talked about. That's, that's kind of a weird one. But obviously, Agatha. Captain America, New World Order. We mentioned that already. That's going to be basically more. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and uh, setting up the Thunderbolts for that as well. And then Ironheart. So Ironheart has been one that we've gotten more news re- uh, recently. And the rumor is that there is a villain called the Hood in that show. And that he's going to be getting, who's, who is going to be played by Anthony Ramos, the guy we mentioned earlier in the news for the Transformers stuff. He's the main guy of that movie. But he's gonna be the bad guy in Ironheart, and he 
the rumor is he's going to begin his powers from Mephisto in the Ironheart show. And you know how people have been like joking about wanting Mephisto or whatever in the MCU now for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the, the rumor is that he's finally going to be showing up in Ironheart. But get this, he's going to be played by Borat himself, Sasha Baron Cohen. So that is, if that's true, that's going to be a very interesting uh, pick for Mephisto. And honestly, I think it'd be good for him because he's used to playing all these like goofy, silly ass characters. Why not have him play more of a, you know, a serious character? Like maybe you can add some of that silliness to it, but definitely, you know, a different type of thing for, for him. Um, but that's pretty much phase five. And that's kind of what, you know, I think we can expect from some of these other characters. Um, but yeah, She-Hulk, I think out of all of that stuff, Daredevil. Born again probably makes more sense, especially when there's gonna be a bunch of episodes for that. Yeah. But yeah. Any uh closing thoughts on She-Hulk then before we uh or Marvel as we hop up just, out of this uh just as you were going down the list, I was just sitting here thinking like I fucking want Ghost Rider. Like you were going down the list and I was like, oh yeah, I want Ghost Rider. I want Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider though. Um uh um to 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 be in Marvel. The MCU well, somewhere. It's funny that that we should or that you should mention that because la, you know last week we were talking about Werewolf by Night, and I was wanting them to, and I, I'm like so ready for them to go into like the darker Marvel stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now we got Werewolf now and Man Thing and and Elsa Bloodstone and dude, we're we're getting Blade. Like, yeah, bring in the fucking Midnight Suns and bring in Ghost Rider yeah. and bring in all these other characters that, you know, are like a bit on, on the darker side of Marvel, right? Like, yeah, bring them in, dude. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready for all that shit. We're starting Hell to yeah. mess with, like, the demons and devils and shit, too. Like, it yeah. made me think of it when you said Mephisto and you were th- and you were saying Ironheart and we were talking about Ironheart and I was like, what if they, what if they, what if they had a secret Robbie Reyes in there somewhere? Fucking Ghost Rider and fucking that'd be, up with fucking that would be it. honestly that'd be an interesting place to bring him in if they if they brought him in like an Ironheart or something that'd be kind of kind of cool. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, but now that we're kind of talking about it, makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, when you were talking about it and you mentioned Mephisto, my brain went demons, devils, Ghost Rider. Hell yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Anyway, that's the She-Hulk <laughs> discussion. Um, yes. Unless there's anything else you want to add, DT, I don't have anything no. else. No, I think I think we kind of covered it. I think we both enjoyed it for the most part. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, let me change our text over because we're going to the Rings of Power. I'm just going to put it as Rings of Power so I don't have to move the giant Ooh. big Lord of the Rings thing. Um over okay so we're gonna spoil lord of the rings the rings of power so if you haven't seen rings of power now is your chance to walk out the door because we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna spoil it uh for sure here so amazon's lord of the rings rings of power we watched the most recent episodes this this had eight episodes um DT, how did you feel about Rings of Power? The so, show. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Josh, there's, there's there's more than one Ring of Power, man. 
rings. So Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. So going into this, before this came out, I was really excited for it. I love Lord of the Rings. I am a big fan of the movies and, and, and the stuff that was set up in mm-hmm. that and all the, you know what, what we got in that. And I just was so hyped for this. I was very excited. Well, the moment it was announced, like, yo, we're getting a show, we're an Amazon Lord of the Rings show. Like, hell yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's do it. And now that it's all done, I didn't not like it, but I was kind of a little disappointed by it. Like, I don't, I, I was hoping that I was just hoping to like it more than I, than I did. And I, which again, I liked it. I did like it, but, but I just, it was a tad bit too slow. And oh I my God. this comp- it is slow. Yeah. No, I it's agree. A, it's a very slow show. And I think they say that like the people working on it are like, yeah, you know, hope we go, you hope, hope you guys go along with us on this, you know, it's a slow ride, but you know, we, we have a plan for whatever. Which is fine, you know. I'm excited to see what comes of it in the next season, but it's kind of hard not to compare it to the House of the Dragon when, when like every week that show has me fucking like. The moment it drops, we're we're there watching that shit, right? Whereas with Lord of the Rings, I like I watched the last two episodes back to back because I hadn't seen them. Like I like 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 Lord of the Rings. Is, didn't have it doesn't it didn't get me this show didn't get me hype like it did like uh house of the dragon you know like not every show needs to do that you know but when there's so much tv out here and you have kind of like a direct indirect competitor like house of the dragon two big fantasy shows going on at the same time it's hard to not compare the two Mm -hmm. they're different but similar and they're both on at the, you know, during the same time. Obviously, Lord of the Rings is over now, and House of the Dragon will be over next week, and we're going to be talking about that next week. But I just, um, I don't know. I, I again, I like the show, but I wish it wasn't as slow. And I feel like when we got towards the end of it, there was some really interesting cool stuff that they did like in the last couple episodes that I wish they had maybe like I wish the like I don't know how to describe it like the feeling or like the not urgency but like oh man there's finally stuff like big things happening like like for I'm gonna say a huge spoiler here but we get to see the formation of Mordor which mm-hmm. I thought was fucking cool, bro. I was like, this is yeah. awesome. Like this you get to see the Southlands turn into Mordor. And then they and then they got the whole bait and switch with Sauron, right? They're like, oh, you think it's this guy, but it's actually this guy. And that I don't know how to feel about that. I thought that was kind of weird with the way they like kind of handled Sauron. I have and some, who he is I have and some all that. thoughts on that. I mean, if you want to speak on it, feel free because uh, well, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how I feel about that. So before, like before I get into that part, I just want to say I did 
I, I like the show. It took me three episodes yeah. to get into the show. Like, if we're to grab me, whereas House of the Dragon, I'll just be honest, grab me from the first episode. You Same. know, but this this is very much a slow burn. And then they get to that last episode and that feels like it's fucking fast. Um, but on the on the on the Sauron mystery thing. I felt like we did not need it at fucking all. Like, what is the point? Like, I didn't like it personally. Like, it's it's spread over these three different characters. It's like, oh, you're Sauron. And it's like, no, you're Sauron. It's like, no, it's it's this guy's Sauron. And it's just like, it felt fucking stupid. Like, yeah. Why? Why does it matter? Like, and I'm not saying I need to know who Sauron is. I just don't need every character assuming. Adar is Sauron, or the stranger the, is Sauron. Like I didn't, I didn't need everybody being like, you know what I'm talking about. Like it's fine that they, yeah, that they no, had somebody exactly. as Sauron, I but I didn't mean. need the mystery of it. Like he could have been there, undercover the entire time. So, but when you get to the last episode, it's pretty obvious who the fuck it is, and like, th- and throughout most of the episodes, it's obvious who it is. So why even do the mystery? Like. The fucking the stranger was never Sauron like and I feel like anybody that thought he was is fucking dumb because like it's pretty obvious that he's a damn wizard from the moment that he lands on the fucking planet on Middle Earth to me. I felt like I was like, this is pretty obvious uh, that he is a wizard. So I did not need the mystery because because for me, there was no damn mystery. Uh, it didn't feel like like they did. If it's supposed to be a mystery, I feel like they did a really poor job with it personally. And this is this is going to be my biggest hate on the show is the Sauron mystery crap, because I didn't like okay. it. Uh, so that's why I'm, I'm getting I'm, not heated, but I'm kind of on it, you know, like a little I'm bit kind of in agreement, because, again, I don't really know how to feel about it. It's like uh, I didn't like I don't know. It, it was just really weird how they did it. Like, I I'm kind of with you that I didn't need all that stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. It's it's just really weird. Like I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe my feelings on it personally. Like it's just I don't I don't know, man. I I I think going off what you said about that being like the biggest your biggest like knock on it. One of my biggest strengths on this season was the relationship between Durin and Elrond. Yes, yes. Uh, that was it, one sorry, of the cool... I got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're good. Cause, cause, yeah, that was one of the coolest things in this entire like show, was the 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 camaraderie, the friendship, the brotherhood between those between elf and and uh, and and dwarf, right? Like these mm-hmm. two homies that like, you know, are kind of like they're both in like in the middle of this thing that like Elrond wants the mithril. But but fucking Durin's like, yo, my dad is is an asshole, and 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 I, I can't trust you, you're because you're a, you're a fucking elf, and I I know you're my homie, but but fucking, you know, I don't know what you elves are up to, and and all that stuff, all that stuff was great, and like you know Durin's wife, and it was in the middle of that too, and and Killer Brimbor a little bit as well, and but yeah, that that to me was like probably like my favorite like two characters of of this season. And of the show so far was just the relationship and, and the and just the the 
the chemistry and the and the just relationship those two dudes have with with one another like yes. it's really cool to see that uh i thought the, and the, i know them, a lot oops sorry go ahead no go ahead, go no, ahead go. i was just gonna say there's a scene like in one of the episodes where they're talking to each other i think it's in one of the later episodes fucking made me cry i was fucking crying i was like god damn they're so good i love i love this but what were you gonna say? Sorry, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I I know there might be some people out there that are gonna like compare it to like Gimli and and uh, Legolas, but I think there is. I, I think it's a little. I think it's different. It's just the, the big it feels the big comparisons. The big comparisons just because it's a dwarf and an elf again. But like mm-hmm. the nah yeah I I I I didn't I didn't quite cry, but 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 you but you could tell like those two guys like when they're talking about like you know their past and and. And how like you know they hadn't seen each other in a long time and all that. That was really cool, man. I really liked it. And then you know, Moria was really cool to see and just all, all the dwarf shit was 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 awesome. I think as well, you know. That that all that stuff was was, was really cool. Um, I thought the uh, Arondir, the character of Arondir, was also pretty cool. Um, I think who they cast for Galadriel was also pretty dope. Like I could totally buy her being like a younger Kate Blanchett, you know, like I could see it like as like when you, when you, when you see her, you're like, Oh, okay. I could mm-hmm. totally buy her being that. And, and the way like she's, cause in the movies, like if you only watch the movies, you look at Galadriel and you're like, Oh yeah, I didn't know that she could be also this like badass. like, was she like a general or like a commander or what the hell what was she again? I forget, but she but she was like this like warrior dude, like just out there like for years, like trying to hunt down Sauron because you know her brother and all that stuff. So it was uh quite interesting and, and pretty cool to see to see that as well. Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah, um yeah, but definitely the uh The, the Durin and Elrond stuff was some of my favorite stuff, and then, and then like even even like the the Harfoot stuff I thought was kind of cool too. Like you know they're they're like the precursor to the Hobbits, so you, they're not quite Hobbits yet, but they're you know they're Harfoot, they're they're getting there. You know, I thought like those those people were pretty cool. Like even the way that homeboy went out at the end of the last episode was kind of you know it was, it, was, it was like dang, I feel bad for that dude, man. Like you know, I'm gonna go wandering off. I was like, oh, that's such a good line. That's such a good death line. It's like in D and D, if you're gonna die and you're dying right with your friends around you, it's like you want that one good line to say before you go. That was that fucking line right there for that guy. It was like I I was I really liked that line from him as he as he was gonna pass away. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was good stuff for sure. I uh, mm -hmm. I thought I thought the. the half of stuff was pretty fun and um like 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 it was it was pretty good i got total speaking of the harfoots i got total fucking sam and frodo vibes from um nori and poppy mm-hmm. two heart the two harfoot girls that are like yep. you know friends i was like this is just you know like like totally like you know going off on an adventure like i'm gonna come yeah you're not gonna go without me kind of deal and and then like 
the the stranger is kind of like you know a, a weird character so he kind of was like not quite the golem role in this but like you know if you're gonna give them that like role he kind of little kind of fits into that not really but mm-hmm. anyway um you know the the harfoots the brand you know, the brandy foots were were, were 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 cool um i was i talked a little bit about aaron deer I, I thought he was was pretty cool very different armor from, was cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I very it. different from what a lot of people think of as the uh a uh an elf because they're you know I, I think we i forget where we we talked about this but i think recently we talked about like how a lot of like fantasy stuff have your stereotypical elves be like tall pale skin blonde hair mm-hmm. like celestial beings or whatever the fuck and here you have this like you know black puerto rican dude with short hair <laughs> being a, a an elf and the internet's getting mad because they're racist and and you know and he he's cool, man. He's he's, he's he's badass, bro. Like like, why are you hating on this man? He 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 was he was doing work. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and obviously he's got like this thing with Bronwyn and 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 uh, her son, whose name's Theo, I think, right? Yeah, Theo. Um. And Another then show I also, with a lot of characters is a show. There's a ton of characters yeah. in Rings of Power. Uh, something I haven't brought up yet, but fucking, I thought the stuff with uh, Isildur and his dad and all that stuff was really cool too. Because you know we hear about the name Isildur a lot, right? Isildur, and it's like, oh shit, that's him, bro. Like Cast this is the, the guy. Yeah, you're. This is the guy right here, bro. Mm-hmm. And you get to see who his dad is, and like you know his his family you know his brother and, and, and sister and all his friends and all that shit and where they come from and all that and that that was really cool so that that kind of stuff i thought was, was really dope but yeah i don't know it just i don't know why like i usually don't mind slower burn stuff but man this this felt like i don't know i don't know man it needed like something like like it, whatever they did in the in the finale and the and like the episode before that, I I needed more of that in like the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, I agree. Personally, I just it, I, I just I don't know, man. It just it, it, for me, it needed more more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, part parts of it hit hit more than other parts of it, right? Like the yeah. the last episode, there's a lot of cool shit in there, so that that hits. I like a lot of the fighting when it happens. I, for me, the big killer is just that fucking mystery, man. I feel like if we if we took out that, right, like like you can still have the mystery. It's just like they're just not beating you over the head with it. Like Halbrand can still be Sauron and all, and you can do the whole journey and she doesn't know type deal, um, whatever. Yeah. But it, you cut out all the other like. Long, long moments of 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 it, try, of it trying to drill into your head that this person might be the great evil that uh, Galadriel is after, but like, I feel like they spo- it's spoil they spoil it from the beginning because that's the whole reason they send Galadriel away is because if she hangs around, Sauron's gonna fucking reemerge, and that's literally what happens. 
She jumps yeah. out the fucking boat. She gets on the. She runs into Hallbrand, who is Sauron, and Sauron, and that is yeah. it. Like they they literally fucking. It's, it's literally spoiled. So there is no fucking mystery. They tell you right in the first episode it's gonna happen. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, is it so? The stranger is the stranger supposed to be Gandalf? DT is that is that what you got out of that, or is he just one of the other wizards? I'm not sure who the fuck he's supposed to be. He, I mean, he's clearly some kind of magical dude. I mean, they they show us that. You know, Mm -hmm. he fixes the forest and all that. He even says it in the last episode. They they said Istar means a wise one or or wizard. So he's a wizard. He's one of the wizards. But is he Gandalf the wizard? I just assumed. I don't know, dude. Because there's in the in the books, there's wizards we don't meet. Like there's there's two blue wizards. And I know people were speculating. I looked on the Reddit after I'd watched and people were like, is he the blue wizard? But then there's moments where it's like. He seems very Gandalfish. He says some lines that are kind of Gandalfish. He turns the uh, the sorcerer sorceress ladies, the evil bitches that are after him, into like moths, which is like, you know, Gandalf talks to that moth in that in the first movie uh, to call the eagles, and, and like, there's definitely like, I don't know, I. I I kind of don't want it to be Gandalf. I kind of want it to be a, a different wizard. And and they don't they don't actually say who he is. They just he's still the stranger. Yeah, they ne- uh, they never outright tell us who he is, but Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think I would prefer it if it was some of the one of the other wizards we don't get to see in the movies. Like if it was just mm-hmm. one of the other ones. But I mean, they had homeboy be Sauron, so I mean, I could totally see them being like the strangers Gandalf too, you know. Mm. I, 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 yeah, I don't. I hope it isn't, but I mean, whatever. I mean, like I said, I, my preference would be if they just make him be one of the like bonus extra uh, dudes that we haven't seen yet. Like, I think that would be cooler. But I don't know. We'll... Yeah. We'll see for season two. They're like, like I said, they're they're going on a they're going on a slow slow pace here. I, I hope they pick it up more though in season two, man. Because I like again, I like the show overall. I think one of my, like when you look at the show, you can clearly tell that it's very beautiful and and it you know you can tell all the money they put into it. Like you know, looks wise, it, it's very beautiful and it looks good and, and all that, which it should because mm-hmm. it's the most expensive show ever fucking made. True. So you know you you would you would hope for it to be that way, but and then you know and it's actually the case. So they they did it, and it looks great and all. But yeah, I just I don't know, man. I I need like I don't know. I just I I I just wish there was more like the uh, the stuff that we saw in uh, the last few episodes. I know I keep saying that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree know. with you. Which again, I didn't hate it, but it just it just it just felt like super so slow to me. Like like I I, I was wanting to just love the show. Like I was so ready to love it from the beginning and it just kind of like I like I don't really I like it, but I'm not but the thing is like 
I'm not like going out there and be like, yo, you need to watch the show because it's fan, you know, it's like fantastic or it's, it's right. You gotta watch it. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, if you like Lord of the Rings, just check it out. But I've seen people that are Lord of the Rings fans that don't even they haven't been feeling it either, you know. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just one of those things, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like lore changes, and I think they change some things here and mess with some timelines. But man, fucking yeah, throw I mean, that shit out the window and just try to enjoy it for what it is, because like you can't they, change it back. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're they're adapting it from the Cimmerillion, and like they're they're not like copying it like 100. percent They're like you know, kind of fixing it to fit in with like the movie, uh, like lore and 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 stuff right so like mm-hmm. i don't know it just it uh it's gonna be different it's not gonna be the same but i don't know people people wild for no reason dude yeah like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh it's the best show ever because obviously i don't think either one of us feel that way but i just i wish it felt more that vein of like, man, this is one of the best shows ever. Because Lord of the Rings, man, we want it to be good, dude. Like, yeah, I want the show to be good, man, and and I want the future seasons to be good. Like, I I I do hope that like this show, you know, can can come back and in season two and, and come back stronger than. was before because that would be yeah great uh yeah and it's not like we hate the show like i think we both enjoyed it for what it was um there's some parts that i I think that are really cool like i really like seeing you know uh, numenor and uh seeing all the architecture and their armor and they're kind of like when they're when galadriel is there and uh Halbrand Hal- Halbrand is there and they kind of okay. walk around the city and we see all the fucking architecture and all the and 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 they're just their way of life is like fascinating and like it gave me D&D ideas so that was fucking cool I thought seeing all the gigantic statues with the fucking swords and like that looks cool Yeah like again all that like visual stuff was top notch like again mm-hmm. you're going to have a super expensive ass show it better look good so yeah makes makes total sense for that to be the case and yeah all that stuff i have no issues with it was just for me it's just the yeah the biggest stuff was just it felt like slow and uh the sauron stuff was really weird the stranger stuff was kind of weird but again i i just i know that they're trying to take us on this journey and and we're gonna find out eventually and stuff i don't know man i was just i was just kind of hoping for it to be more like just more hype, dude. I don't know. I, which might be wrong of me to say, but I don't know, man. It's just it's just tough when 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 you have all this other stuff going on around the same time too, you know. And um, the thing is, like, they they take the name Lord of the Rings, right? That automatically is gonna give you a ton of baggage that you're gonna have to try to live up to if you're making a show with that title on there. Like, it's Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. It's not just Rings of Power. You know, it's attached to... (coughs) Excuse me. It's attached to Lord of the Rings, which has... a lot of baggage on there. So, 
Um, yeah, they, they they have the work cut out for themselves. But I'm really hoping without the who the fuck is Sauron mystery that I didn't really like. Um, yeah. In the in future seasons, it it it, it should pick up. I would be surprised if it's a slow burn again. I feel like yeah, I, I would hope so. I I think and I think slow they will. Are I think they, first they, they I hope they will. Like, you know, take that into into account. Like, I, of course, they got the story they want to tell, and and you know, mm-hmm. well, I mean, we we say all this, but we're gonna we're still gonna watch the show anyway. So yeah, like regardless of what happens, we're gonna stick through it. We're gonna watch it because we, we love Lord of the Rings and we want to, you know, we love the world and 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 all that stuff. So. Definitely uh, gonna be there for the ride, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm just hoping oh. that what's up? No, no, no. Finish your thought, and then once you're done, I'll, I'll... gotcha. I'll, I'll continue. Um, yeah, no, I. I like I said, the biggest thing for me was 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 the Elrond and 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 uh, uh, Durin stuff, and and I want to see more of them, and mm-hmm. uh, like all more more dwarves because the dwarves are in this are pretty good. I think. Oh, we haven't even touched on this at all. The orcs and stuff and this look great because they look like they did in Lord of the Rings. They're more, you know. You mentioned that they were going to be back to uh, practical this time around, mm-hmm. which they didn't do in The Hobbit, and you can tell that they look rough. Uh, so it's a good thing they went back to this. I thought th- that was pretty cool. The The character of Adar or Adar was, was also very uh, intriguing to me. I was like, like, who, like, like this guy, like, he's like, you know, who's like this bro, like, this dude's an interesting, like, dude in the middle of all these fucking orcs and, and shit. He's like a human bro, like, just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like how Saruman was in the, in, the, in the trilogy. But, um, yeah, I just, like, really quickly before you, you go ahead on to your thing, Josh, fucking, uh-huh. I did not know this. I don't know why, how I didn't see this in the credits of the episodes or whatever. Fucking the name of the actress that plays Galadriel, her name sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings or some fantasy. Her name is Morphid. Yeah. Like her real name is Morphid Clark. I'm like, bro, that's a me- that's a fucking cool ass name, dude. Like, <laughs> like your like your real name sounds like you're in a fucking fantasy world or something, man. Like that's a D and D name right there, man. You know what I mean? Like that's that's sure. awesome. But uh, yeah, I just I just I just thought that was that was pretty cool. But anyway, go ahead. The only thing I, I the reason I gasped was like we didn't mention Calibrimbor. Calibrimbor is in this fucking show, and we know oh, him from him. the f- yeah fucking video up. games. Well, we didn't go deep into him, but I know him from like yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadows of Mordor and the which obviously that shit's not canon, but it's like. It was it, it's trippy to be like, I know this dude from the fucking video games that I played, even though he's a completely yeah. different dude in the show. And that's all I wanted to mention. Like, I, I didn't get to go in deep on him. And I meant to because it was like, this is oh, a yeah, cool character. It was, it was really, really cool interesting. History. Having him in this because, yeah, you hear the name and you're like, oh, shit. 
they they have him in this. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. The, and, the bright uh, lord. Yeah, it was it was really cool having him in, like you said, from the the shadow of uh, Mordor games. Mm-hmm. Big, really cool character, and and you just you, you hear the name a lot, and you're like, oh, here he is finally. And then it's a cool ass name. Whole, it is, yeah, Calabrimbo. Uh, no, but yeah, that like just hearing, um, just hearing like him talking to like Sauron or Halibrand or whatever at the end being like oh do this do that it's kind of funny though dude like like you've been like you've been around for how long and, you, and, and like didn't, didn't occur to you to try this out man Come on. that's the thing but, it, instead of Sauron like manipulating him a little bit it almost makes Calibrimbor look like an idiot that didn't know this thing instead and he's like giving him some great gift of knowledge it's like, bro, come on. You're a fucking the greatest smith of all time and you didn't realize this. I could have told you this and I'm not a smith. It felt a little. Yeah, there had to I, be I, a smarter way to do that. <laughs> I thought that was a little weird, but eh, whatever. I can I can like. There's a better way to do that. And I'll tell you how Th- that episode is that last episode super fucking fast. So they did. That's why they did it like that. That's why it was done that way. <laughs> it yeah, was like sure. we need to get to, we need to get from point A to point B. Whereas if they were, I wouldn't have done it. I would have built up to it over a couple episodes instead. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to do the slow burn Sauron mystery. I would have had Halbrand in there. Hal Halbrand in there, doing like, yeah. like they should have got the the town like a episode earlier. I feel and then the, just had him slowly weaseling his way because once he gets there he throws out all pretense of being uh hallbrand i i feel like if you had take done that an episode earlier and slowly uh, did it a little bit not as fast because that last episode's fucking quick uh yeah and slowly saw him like stop slowly see him slip off that mask and be sauron and manipulative and the power persuasion and the gift that he says like the moment he said the gift it was like i know that's from the fucking books um so i would have probably done it an episode earlier and would have trimmed some of that who is sauron mystery to fit that in uh personally if i was gonna do it it just it just i feel like it doesn't make a lot of sense for Calibrimbor to be that dumb. It felt like he was just really dumb to me in that moment. Yeah. In that, yeah, you're like, come on, bro. You're a fucking elf that's been alive for how long? And like, you're supposed to be like the best at what you do. And, and you couldn't think of that. Like, that doesn't even seem like something that would like be so like, like it, like it, like it wouldn't take like rocket science to figure that out. I feel like, but uh-huh. I don't know. Especially when they're sitting there trying everything, right? Yeah. They're they're actually trying to make this thing. There's explosions happening, like that doesn't cross your mind to to attempt this out out of everything else you're trying. So it it and, it, and the reason it happens is because I feel like that last episode is really fast, and they just have to get from point A which to point is, B. Which again is so bizarre because the rest of the season is so slow, dude. Right. Right. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they did. But they're telling the story they want to tell it. Uh, you know, yeah. just, you know, whatever. I would 
uh, I think they did a good job. Like, like overall, yeah, overall, yeah. yeah. I just feel like they could have improved just a tiny bit on that last little bit. That's all. That's all. I'm not. I'm not even hating on it, really. I think it makes one of their characters look stupid. But hey, there's a lot of characters that end up looking stupid in things just because you got to (laughs) get you've got to get to that other point. You got to get there. And by this point, we've already built this slow burn. We've got no choice but to make them look stupid to get there. It happens. Uh, They they rolled themselves into that. It's fine. It's whatever. Uh, it just it, it, it kind of blows my brains a little bit but it's cool um but yeah i'm like you like elrond and Duran were like my favorite parts of the show those easily, actors were great easily the best, best super easy on, to, on, to do season yeah. yeah uh like i i almost never wanted to leave the dwarves i thought the dwarves were fucking great just the dwarves in general are fucking awesome in 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 the show like from the moment we see them fucking when Elrond goes in and they have to fucking do the contest to break fucking rocks and shit, I'm like, this is fucking metal. This seems like something dwarves would fucking do. Yeah. Um, all the way to the last conversation that Durin has with his father, and he's like, you profane the crown that you wear! Like, that fucking shit was metal! Like, there was some good like, fucking written dialogue in there when he's arguing with the old that- man. That conversation with his dad was cool, you know, talking to him about like, yo, you you always had this vision for me and 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 what I was gonna be and all this shit. But yeah, it was that it was it was, it was just cool, man. Like 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 seeing mm-hmm. that 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 stuff. Uh, just hearing them talk about it and they bring up like his mom and and and, and I don't know it it that 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 type of that is the stuff that worked for me. That's what uh, I want more of. Yeah, for sure. Because the and writing there's so good. It's so good. The dialogue is so good. And we didn't we, <laughs> we haven't even mentioned the like Numenor like queen and like how she got like basically blinded. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're gonna go, but be ready because we're coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. At the end there. Um, I all I could think of is the fucking uh, MacArthur in the Philippines <laughs> in the World War, where he's like, "I'll I'll come back," and then he does, and, and that's immediately where my brain went for that when she's, "We'll, we'll be back." It's kind of what I thought of. <laughs> uh, We didn't mention the Palantir that gave the fucking vision of Numenor getting fucking drowned and washed away. Really? Um, which is kind of like the catalyst for Numenor to go to Middle-Earth. And Anyway, and... There's a lot of thread weaving going on. A lot of things being laid down for future seasons, too, because... Fucking Elendil thinks uh, uh, Isildur is dead and shit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we know he's not, but <laughs> he thinks. Yeah, he we, yeah, we know he's not, but yeah, he's he's all he's all mad at fucking you know, Galadriel. Like I should have never. He's like, he doesn't say this, but this is how I'm gonna summarize it. He's like, I should have never drugged this bitch out the water. <laughs> fucking cost me my son. Fucking blinded <laughs> the queen. I'm fucked up. Fucking Numenor. God damn it! I should have never trusted my gut. And got this bitch out the water, basically, right? Like, 
th- that was kind of like his feelings like like you know how they made it seem like he's he's all like so ready to leave like let's go back home you know like our boat's waiting i want to get the fuck out of this place oh man it, fucking yeah, wait was... till he finds out he saved sarah <laughs> oh boy yeah right <laughs> Which Galadriel doesn't tell anybody <laughs> at the end. <laughs> also, She's like, I, 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 I was definitely picking up on some romance vibes from from Elendil and, and the fucking queen, right? Like, I was feeling that a little bit little toward bit. the end. Yeah. It, or at least it seemed bit, that yeah. way a little bit to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, But yeah. I don't even know when, like, when season two is supposed to come out. Like, is it next year? Or do we have to wait two years? Like, how how long? Do I you have even know that. No clue. And this even had a production break because of COVID. So. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll have to uh, have to wait and see, huh? Yeah. But I'll def- we'll definitely be checking that one out as well. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on, like, you know, more news on season two and when that drops. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the podcast in the future and, and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to think of what else, like, we may have maybe missed or not talked about right away. Fucking music's good. Intro's a banger. Oh, Ooh. music. Music was, was fantastic, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you hadn't mentioned that because it, it is really good, the theme. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, very good. Very, very good. Um, I watched the intro for like every episode. <laughs> just just listen to the music? Yeah, and, and watch the, the fucking the logo come together and all that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, music was great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any? I, I don't. I can't think of anything else. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm done. My throat is hurting. <laughs> Crumped. All right. Well, <laughs> from, uh, there it is. Chad. That's uh, Lord of the Rings. The Rings of Power. Uh, to go along with uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Uh, talked about both of those. Uh, yeah. That's, right. that's... I guess that's it. That'll do it. Wrap up today's episode. The show. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw her over to DT so he could say his right. goodbyes and tell you what he's going to be up to for the next week. DT, you are on the main screen, my man. Go right ahead. All right. Thank you guys for joining us today on the 135th episode of Clockwork Cantina. Talking about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Uh, we'll be back next week. Where we will be talking about uh, House of the Dragon because that ends next week as well. Uh, boy, do we got a lot to talk about on that one, huh? That's gonna be, mm-hmm. that's gonna be fun. Um, 
but yeah uh and then obviously we have the halloween special in two weeks from now which uh should be fun um i'm done with elden ring like i said on stream so i can finally do well first of all expect you know youtube videos to keep going up for my Elden Ring playthrough um but apart from that now that we're finally done with that game i can finally play uh you know scary spooky horror games on stream so we're gonna be starting that tomorrow um yeah we starting that up tomorrow and then we'll for the for the remainder of the month we'll be playing that stuff and yeah thanks uh thanks again yeah, follow me on all the things that we see on the side here, and that'll do it. Bye-bye. Out. See ya. All right, guys. Thank you for watching today's show. Um, believe it or not, we we, I, we liked both shows. Like, we liked them. They were cool. Um, we, I, may, I may have been a little harsh on the, on the Rings of Power stuff, but there's just some things I didn't like. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. Um, so... Uh, and that's the other thing is like if you enjoyed it, of course, there's a siren going by right now. I don't know if you guys can hear it. There it goes. Um, they they just know we're ending. It's fine. It's true. They do. They're like they're, we've got to put the fire out. The show's too hot. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the shows and 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 uh, all that. It's just opinions. That, that's that's what I was gonna say. It's just my opinion. Uh, on certain things and if you disagree with that that's cool man i don't i don't just because you like something it's okay to like something i don't like and it's okay to not like something that i do like so that's totally cool it's just it's just opinions man it's it's totally cool um thanks everybody for watching the show appreciate you guys um make sure to check out all of the links there on the sidebar down below uh, 902 Dice Creations on Etsy, Instagram, all that stuff. If you want to see the dice stuff, I moved my workshops, workshop stuff today. So we're going to get back into dice making and putting more things up for sale and more photos of things. If you just like seeing that stuff, that's cool. Um, and follow all that stuff. We're going to see you here next week for House of the Dragon. That's going to be fun to talk about. And until next time, guys, bye-bye. <laughs>